Hey, welcome back to the block. This is the Tough Block Podcast. Y'all have not seen us in about two years, but we back in the game. And you already know we had to start getting in this game with one of the biggest, most influential people in our people. Uh, in our culture. Fu- in our culture. Without further ado, my brother, Big Body Oh, shit, Shishka. that was me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, looking, I'm thinking somebody going to walk in. I'm like, who are you talking about? Who are you talking about, man? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Come on, that. man. You're you yes, one of the biggest influences, man. That's why we had to get you on man, here. Man, I appreciate that, know, man. Bro, you know, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of bullshit just to get to what we do and what we do now. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, thank you all. Yeah, of course, man. Um, yeah, let's dive right into it. Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, um, like we said, big icon in the game. Yeah. Um, but let's start from the core. Yeah. Where, who is Cisco Lutu, and where did Big Body come into fruition? Man, you just said the whole government name too. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. At least we got Cisco still the nickname. Right, 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 right. But man, I'm just a kid, man. I, I, I was uh, raised in Long Beach in, in the Bay Area, San oh, Francisco. Okay. So we started off in Long Beach, but my family was always born in, I mean, always was in California. Right. And, you know, I was just that knucklehead kid, man. Yes, you know, sir. just the class clown, you know, yes, always sir. making jokes and, yes, you know, was raised by, you know, my two strong parents and, you know, driving us up between Long Beach and San Francisco all the time because we had family yeah. in both spots. That's a drive. Those drives was was where I learned my music from. Oh, okay. So, you know, I got all my Makes R&B sense. influences. I got all the old school soul music. So mm-hmm. I fell in love with music early. Right, right. And, you know, I've always wanted to be a DJ, and I never we can never as a family afford the equipment. Yes, sir. So I was the dude who had the cassette tape, but I, I would block the tops, and I would record off the, the, off the radio, but always loved music. Right, and right. Uh, my family loved music. My, my uncle, that who I'm named after, uh, Cisco as well, he used to sing in Samoa, and, and he was on that circuit. Yeah. So, you know, I always asked my mom and dad who I was named after. They was, oh, you're named after your Uncle Cisco. So, you know, rest in peace to my Uncle Cisco, but, you know, just kind of yeah. holding that weight was just something that, when I grew up, I said, look, I'm going to be something in music. For sure. You know, I mean, everyone thinks they can sing at the right. time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, when mom and dad was doing their duets going up, you know, driving up on the five, I was always singing behind them. So, right. you know, and, you know, when you're raised in church as well, you start singing in the church. Of course. So, you know, I was one of, of the best tenors in, um, in, in the church, just to let y'all <laughs> know ahead, that. Go ahead. But uh, right. <laughs> when I did that, you know, me and my brother and my sister, um, we was all singing in the church. And, you know, we was raised in California. Right. So we were raised with um, English as our first, um, as our first language. Yes, yeah. um, so we wasn't raised, you know, by speaking some more. Of course. So, um, you know, when I see people now, they say, oh, you, you have an accent, you know. And I was like, what accent is that? So when I go to New Zealand or, or if I go to Samoa, someone's like, oh, you speak black. I'm like, I, I don't know that was like, I didn't know that was an accent. <laughs> right, right, right. But that just comes from, from my upbringing. You of know, course. I was, yeah, yeah. You know, in Long Beach at first, and then we moved up to San Francisco. The and, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and we just kind of went with there. And then when I started to grow up and kind of seen the music scene, I kind of like, you know, was listening. My mom and then would listen to Five Star and all the Samoa music. Course. But then they listened to Coats. the old school R&B. Okay, they had the Manhattans. They had the yes, Smokey sir. Robinsons going on. Yes, so. Sir. I didn't really get introduced to reggae until my brother, um, my brother CB, started playing the Bob Marley Legend album. Mm, and you know, classic. still to this yeah, day, I was raised on R&B and I'm an R&B dude, but still when, when reggae came into the scene, it was like, there wasn't no island reggae you know, yeah, yeah, singers yeah. at that time that I knew started that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, we're in high school, now, then we go to our rap days. You know, we, we think we're mm-hmm. a rapper and we're in high school. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was playing football at the time. I was Forbes. at uh, San Francisco City College, and, you know, that was my rap career. Oh, you went CCSF? Yeah, so hey. I went to uh, City College. I'm a Ram, you know, so. Yes, sir. And <laughs> Zach, through, yeah, throughout growing up, it's all about loving music. Right. And I always knew that, you know, if, you know, sports didn't work out or I always wanted to be in the music or entertainment business. For sure. Because, you know, at the family parties, I was always to do the, hey, go do that dance for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that was us. So we would, like, walk up there, my brothers and all. So me and my sister were the ones that stuck out, and. 
my mom was like, you're going to be destined to do something, you know, in entertainment. Yes, sir. At the time, you don't believe them, you of know, course. but, you know, I, I, after college was done, I was kind of saying, okay, I could, let me get into this entertainment industry. Yes, sir. And um, a lot of the Bay Area DJs was a big influence to me. Shortcut, DJ Apollo. I started seeing like the turntablism. Right. I was like, okay, I can't do that. For, I, right, right, And right, I don't right, plan right. on sitting there learning how to do that, right. but what can be my avenue to this? Right. Um, and growing up loving music, I had went to Hawaii and I seen, and, and I'm kind of fast forwarding, but I'm just kind of getting you guys where I'm with that. Yeah, no I seen this DJ and he had my boy B-Cat. I'll never forget it. He was next to the DJ mm-hmm. just talking on the mic. Right. Mm. And I'm like, well, what does he do? And he was just getting the party hype. The hype man. So he knew the, he knew the music and he was like, so he knew when the drops were going to come and he kind of, you know, coincided with the DJ. Of course. Turned the music down. Oh, oh mom, you know, my, my fellas in the house. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I said, I could do that. I could do that. Crowd control. Yeah. So after a few Hennessy's, <laughs> that same night, I kind of made my way up to the DJ booth. And was like, hey, let me try that. And he, you know, at that point, he wasn't going to tell me no. You know well, what I mean? Course. So I kind of took the mic over. And from that point on, I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. I may not know the turntableism and how to mix songs, but I'll learn that later. Of course. But I know so. I could talk. Of course. So. Good I took the mic, yeah. So mm. I went back to the Bay Area with that, and a lot of the Bay Area DJs were doing parties, and I kind of said, "Hey, let me get the mic real quick." Right. And they're like, "Oh yeah, for what?" So I mastered my craft in the Bay Area because I was learning from each one. So when they had Big D, DJ Quick came to the Bay Area, oh, man, and he oh, came, gee. and I was like, oh. "Hey, let me get on the mic." And security was like my family, right. so he of was course. like, "Security, come get him." My she was like, "Oh, that's my cousin." So right. <laughs> security was letting me get close to, to right. DJ Quick, and I kind of took the mic from there and was like. Okay, now I'm not afraid to do it with a bigger DJ. Mm. Yeah, now we have like DJ Quick, yeah. and now so I kind of like mastered that craft, and I went and, I, and a concert that came up, and they was like, "Hey, can you come and introduce you know the act?" Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right." That's so cool. everyone was kind of like shy about it. I, right. I took the mic and just kind of fell into it, and kind of like talked to the crowd. Not like that I'm a comedian, but I can make entertain. Things, yeah, I can entertain. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I went out there. You know, I seen a dude with a horrible shirt. I said, like, "Man, that shirt, you wore that shirt." You know, so that whole thing with the crowd interaction. <laughs> kind of had me kind of saying, man, I, I could do this. So yeah. it was funny when I was doing that stuff in the clubs in San Francisco, a promoter came up to me and was like, hey, how much do you charge for that? Mm. And I was like, oh, I can get paid for this? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, uh, a couple hundred and a bottle of Hennessy or a bottle of you know, alcohol. So I was like, okay, I could get paid to doing this. Yeah. I started to say, okay, and then I, I said this before, they said, oh, do you have a manager? And at the time, I didn't want to say I didn't have a manager. Of course. I said, you know what, let me get you his email and, and we'll go from there. So I made my own email up. And just kind of answered, you know, the, the emails. Smart. Hey, we yeah. want to book Cisco. Hey, how you doing? This is Cisco's manager. <laughs> they ain't going to know. You know what I mean? They, right. they don't know who it right. is. Yeah. So I kind of did that for a little bit. And I was, you know, I made a living out of it. Dang. So it started Dang. to, you know, fast forward to where Jay Boog would come to town. And he was like, damn, you know, hey, you do this for a living? So I was like, man, I, I, could, I could bring you out. For sure. Any artist that came to our area... I wanted to make sure I brought them out. Yes, sir. Whether I got paid or not. Right. Let's so go. I was like, you know Stamp what? Let me your do name it. on it. Yeah. Yep. So really, it was just, and the rest is history. You know, I, I've been doing it for years now, and it's just something that I've mastered my craft and kind of got into the podcast game, but we'll get into that as well. For sure. For yeah. sure. Man, you can tell you're a natural yeah, yeah, yeah. at this thing. Yeah. Real, like, I mean, you know, yeah. I like to hear myself talk. So <laughs> <laughs> if you guys ain't noticed that by now, but um, it's just something because I always like to speak clear. So people yeah. say, well, hey, when you get on the mic, you speak clear. You, right. know, you don't stutter as much. Yeah. And this is in the club. You know, right. After a few drinks, it might be a little bit of stuttering, For but sure. it was just something that came natural to me because I used to talk my way out of ass whoopings with my parents. <laughs> Whose weed is this? And, 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 you know, man, I don't my know. brother was I like, it was my weed, but I blame right. my brother. Right. 
And and you know after he got the ass whooping, I say ah, that was my weed. <laughs> but uh, you know to this gotcha. day we laugh about it. He was like, nah, that ain't funny because I got my ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, but I used to have to talk my way out of situations. Of course. Yeah. And I think you know they say gift to gab. I think that kind of like turned into what I do for a living. For sure. You know when so. I'm entertaining a crowd or when I'm talking on a podcast. That's what I do. You of know course. what I mean? So it's definitely something that's helped me throughout my career. For sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, because even when you say that uh, your parents were the one that tossed you out there in front of the, the family gatherings yeah. and everything, me and my brother were the same way. We were the, <laughs> we were the Blackstreet Boys back in the day, man. We were doing every every dance move that they had, yeah, exactly. instinct stuff. But uh, from there, I mean... When you're when you're a child, you you obviously get the anxiety, but when yeah. your parents are forcing you to do it, it's one thing. But then, it's either get the belt or yeah, go perform. Yeah, that's so right. I didn't want to see the belt, so I was gonna perform. Right, so right. that's how it kind of came for me. And you know, my brothers and sisters, they was like, Oh no, we just gonna get the belt. I'm like, I'm gonna go perform. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Nah, I'm gonna skip that ass whooping. Fuck <laughs> that. I work for this. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. With the um, with nowadays, mental health and, and anxiety is such a big topic, yes. especially for men. How, especially now, man, you, you do so much in the game, Cisco. Like, yeah. you do so much. How do you handle that? How do you take, take that head on? I don't because there are my times that I have with mental health. For you know, sure. when I moved out here to Vegas, you know, I moved out here by myself. Man. And there's those times when you're at home, like, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. And, right, right. you know, on social media, you, 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 uh, you broadcast your wins. Yeah. You don't broadcast your, lo your losses and all that, too. So right. I kind of had to deal with that where my parents are in Utah, my family's in the Bay, and I'm the only one out here yeah. in, in Las Vegas. So not just in Las Vegas, just growing up in general. Mm -hmm. I think growing up in a, a Polynesian household, you yes, know, yeah. where, um, you know, it was, it was taboo to kind of, like, talk about your problems. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. it's crazy because nowadays I try to tell, you know, I, I tell my own kids, I say, hey, if there's something wrong, talk about it. Yeah, for but sure. when we was growing up, it, we couldn't talk about it. Right. Oh, you don't talk about it. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, wait, isn't that what church is for? Isn't that what this whole, you know? Yeah. So, you know, growing up and it's not, not about having. Bingo. Exactly. Not about bingo. <laughs> so growing up and not having that out, it was kind of like bottled up. You know, right. I see this this generation kind of like, you have more resources now. For sure. I wish yeah. we had those resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish we had those outs to kind of like say, oh, you know, let me go write in my journal everything that I kind of wanted to do, which, you know, we I didn't know at the time to do it, but yeah. it was something an out where, I had to bottle everything up and just, you know, whether it be the gym or playing football or playing some kind of sport, just kind of letting it all out there. Of course. I had to learn that. And what sucks is that people, kids nowadays, they'll go to suicide instead, of, instead of having that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I try to tell kids all the time, it's like, you know, stop, especially in the social media age, you're mm -hmm. comparing yourself yeah. to social media. Yeah. To oh, he's to, getting a new trying to impress car. People. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And people we live in a world where it's instant gratification. Yeah. 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 And I think mental health in the Polynesian community, you know, and I'm not going to talk about like, oh, I'm, you know, Fasa yeah. <laughs> See, God was just telling me to go and speak. <laughs> but it, it just kind of like I had to tell my, my kids that I didn't have that out, that they yeah. had. I didn't have these opportunities. And the youth, you know, of the Polynesian kids, now it was either catch your ass whooping. I think that might be yours again. I right. thought it was God. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Might be the devil. <laughs> but like like I said, we, we have these outs now. Yeah. Um, I love that we have forums like podcasts to talk yes, about you yeah. know, mental health. Yes, and, yeah. and, and there's stuff on YouTube that these kids can watch now and kind of see our experiences that we didn't get to talk about when we were growing up. Right. You know, I mean, don't get it twisted. Um, I got my ass whooped. You know, my family got our ass whooped. Yeah, I'm about to whoop you know. your ass. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's a real I was like, he's a My mic's messing up, but it's cool. We're going to do it. But, you know, we, we all grew up a certain way. And I just know in our Polynesian household, 
we was raised with the Iron Fist. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We was yeah. raised that with tough belt. love. That, right. that tough love where it, Straight up. you know, we didn't know what CPS was back in the day. <laughs> yes. So like when we took the aspirin, we just kind of called like an uncle we could confide in or an auntie mm-hmm. we could confide right. in. Yep. Where now you can call that CPS number. Later on down the line, when I was getting out, I said, "All right, this, you could get arrested for this." And my yeah, dad was right. like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." See, that's the thing we knew about it. It's just like, yeah, are we really going to take that risk? Yeah. Yeah. Take that so risk. when my dad started saying, "Oh, we'll see if they make it here on time," you know, that right. was like that was a threat, you know. Right. But you take those into like when when I'm a father now, yeah, and I kind of take it as you know, I don't want my kids to be raised the way I was raised. Right. Um, they didn't have the resources that I have now. For sure. You know, and nothing against my mom and dad. You know, they they raised us. You know, the way they were supposed to raise and how they my dad did and how he was raised some more. Of course. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, when you're in the States and you can't get those ass whoopings. Yeah. You can't, you know, one of my oldest son was going there and he came with his report card. I remember when I came with my report card, my dad would whoop my ass. Mm-hmm. If I had an F, if I had a D, yeah. I knew walking home, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get my ass whooped. <laughs> so I would I would get the Turn sweats. That D to a B. <laughs> I would put my sweats so under my jeans. Sweaters. That's when you always had to like sit there and kind of put layers on <laughs> yeah, if sir. you knew you was gonna get an ass whooped. Yeah. But for yeah. some reason they always got the face. I'm like, how do you block the face? Wear a helmet. <laughs> but it was those instances where it was like, you know what, let me try to like break that cycle right. raising my own kids. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I'm not gonna say they wasn't they didn't get their ass whooped too, but I didn't it wasn't as strong it was when my dad did of it. Of course. Right. Now we had the timeouts. Now we had yeah. the face the walls. And I was like, what, yeah. what is this? Yeah, that's not effective. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think that, I always say this generation is soft because they were raised like that. Right. But I think our generation that was raised with Iron Fist has more respect and hopefully can get out of that, that mantra of having to do that in a Polynesian household. Yeah, sure. honestly. And sure. I think with mental health is important because these kids go through those things and don't have an out. Right. And I think avenues like podcasts like yourselves, podcasts like, like mine as well, giving these people those chances to kind of say, okay, well, since we kind of grew up getting his ass whooped, this is what he did. For sure. Not just me, maybe any of us. And anyone that, you know, especially artists, you know, because they're looking up to these artists, they're looking up to these figures yeah. where if we tell our stories, they're like, okay, it's okay to tell yeah. our story. Yeah. And we're Honestly, really, back yeah. in the day, we couldn't tell our stories. Mm-hmm. So I, we didn't I think have the that, platform. Exactly. We didn't yeah. have the platform. They probably was there, but with not the accessibility we have now. True. Absolutely. And I, and I love that about what we have. Yeah. Man, as long as, you, as long as you got a phone, you got it. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. It, it's straight up. It's right there. So it's, it's just for them to kind of activate that in themselves to get up on it. And you know, these phones turn kids into entrepreneurs now. Yeah, yeah man. Um, you know, they could, they Look could, at Bronny. Bronny yeah. made a multi-million dollar deal just playing video games. And man. we didn't have those resources. Yeah. You know, we, we, we maybe had like a flip phone or whatever it was, yeah. but yeah. it's good to see people using those avenues. Like, you know, YouTube. You yes, can sir. do so much. Yep. I learned so much off YouTube. YouTube University. I, yeah, I right. learned more from YouTube than <laughs> I did in school. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest. Right. Um, Fact. I taught myself to say, okay, if I don't know how to do something, let me just look it up. How do I do this? Right. Yeah. And then they'll have like 30 videos of, of how to do it. Mm-hmm. And those are the resources I'm talking about with mental health. Like if someone says, okay, I'm going to get my ass whooped, kind of how do I do that? Right. You yeah. kind of go to YouTube, you know, who had child abuse or who grew up, and those will pop up. For sure. Mm-hmm. And you can use for those sure. for reference. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you do say like with this day and age, social media can be very dangerous. But like you said, it, as a resource, yeah. it, it's undefeated. Because with us, I mean, we really wanted to get a to podcasting, but it didn't really start taking off until we started utilizing social media to yeah. reach out to people like you, yeah. reach out to Ray Seffo, to reach out to some of these other people, like-minded people yeah. to keep you in that same, that, that good circle. That's something that taught to us since we yeah. were young. You, It's all about the people that you keep around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where when you hang around nine hoodlums, you can yeah. become the 10th. And, and what's crazy facts. about social media is that 
Polynesians have an ego problem. I'm not going to ask him. You know, because it's a church. Exactly. Yeah, so I think yeah. now people are kind of like they're dropping their ego where I always say it all the time. With social media, you can, it can benefit you. Yeah. It can kill you. Yes, sir. And it can also hurt you, but it can also help you. Right. It's just a way to do it because people sometimes can use social media for drama, relationship mm -hmm. problems, all that stuff like that too. For people sure. use it for instant gratification yeah. and do that as well. The likes. Yeah. If Man. I don't get enough likes, you know, girls put up pictures. If they're gonna, they'll delete it. Yeah. That, that's just their, their self, you know, their self control of with that. They have their self esteem. But I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think definitely kids nowadays, if you use social media the right way, yeah. it could be yeah. so beneficial to your brands, yeah. to your business, and just you know, you don't want to. Polynesians have a stigma; they don't want to look stupid to their family. Yeah. But now you got all these TikToks and all these things like you don't want to look stupid, but your ass looks stupid. You're right, right, right. Yeah. You over here doing all these damn dances. You can't even remember your scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely could be used as a tool that could benefit your brand. For sure, for sure. Ain't it wild? Kind of like how some artists come out, like poly artists, and they say certain stuff in their songs. I think to myself, "Damn, what is their parents thing?" Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because a lot of these artists now that I deal with. I listen to their music all the time and it's like I don't think we could have got away with some no, of the things yeah. you know when I listen to it they're not going to say oh it's the cool thing to, yeah, to listen yeah, to now yeah. right. it's the way to portray it like I think a th something that we do keep in our Polynesian community is that we don't do I mean I don't say no people do OnlyFans or no people do like bad shit yeah. they'll do it but they won't Broadcast it like how everybody else does. Yeah, right, right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's like, cover. yeah, you know, and it's like bad mojo you. for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're gonna do something to be 100, 110% all the way in. Yeah, 1, you know what I mean? Just, just be all the way in, especially if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. But hey, that's, that's to each their own, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you're gonna get your bag and that's how you're gonna get your bag, get your bag. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all bad. Well, uh, not not to not to skip this conversation, but yeah. I, I want to go back to the original. So you were touching on some of the the earlier influences that you did have. Who were your major ones uh, for yeah. you personally that for, made you become a man. DJ and want to progress yeah, your game it. in the DJ game? There it hey, is. Man. <laughs> Who was my main influence? Um, I think. Out of not just the music was my mom. My For mom sure. was a huge yep. influence because I hated to see her cry. Right. So I hated my mom to be sad. Right. So I wanted to say, Mom, what makes you? She was like, hey, whatever makes you happy, you know, that makes me happy. See, that's cool. So I'm man. like, okay, that influenced me to kind of say, okay, go get it. You know what yeah. I mean? So go see who the best DJs are in your area. For go sure. go to their parties and kind of see what they do. So I did that. I went to go see My Motion do a party in San Francisco, and I just sat there and just kind of was a student of the game. Right, right, right. And just right. kind of said, okay, he's rocking this crowd. What songs did he play? Right. What did he say on the mic? You know right. what I mean? And I'll take little by little from each DJ. Then yeah. you come to Shortcut and all these other Bay Area DJs that were, you know, huge influence. Chewy Gomez in, in the Bay Area. He was on the radio. Okay. And I say, That's man, cool. he has a huge influence on how he talks to people. Right. So I'm like, okay, he's always crisp with his words. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I got to talk clear. I got to make sure that it's not, uh, uh, hey, you know, it's not all us, where you kind of just said everything. And it was like, man, he talks pretty good for himself. Yeah. So I just said, I took little by little from everybody and kind of put it to my own way of doing everything. Of course. And just doing it. But my main influence was always my mom and my dad. My dad, you, you, not thanks. that you hold a grudge, but you like, <laughs> you wanted to kind of show him, of you know, course. that yeah. I made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he set the bar. He set as the a, bar because, you know, Samoan dads that I, I can speak of, they set the bar so high where yeah. my dad didn't want me to play football. Right. And I'm like, why wouldn't he want me to play football? Yeah. I'm over six foot. You know, I'm pretty athletic. I mean, everyone's, everyone's going to laugh at that part, but right. um, he didn't want me to play football. Right. And my, he was like, nah, get a job. And right. that was like the stigma, mm -hmm. get a good job. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I, 
for at an early age, I didn't want to work a nine to five. Yeah, man. I and I was like, that. but I did. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I did the working at subways and working at these. You know where you have to work now. And I'm, but I didn't. Could you wanna... imagine walking in subway seeing this dude over the goddamn? Are we doing like, a foot long or a twelve? Man? What, what, what are we doing? <laughs> but um, I wanted to prove my dad wrong, and, and it's crazy because the first time I proved my dad wrong it was playing video games. Right. <laughs> and my dad said, "Stop playing that damn video game. You're never gonna get paid for it." Right. Just to prove my dad wrong, I looked up video game jobs. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I got an interview at PlayStation and uh, um, EA Sports Dang. in the Bay Area. So I actually got, I worked at PlayStation for like maybe five, six years. So I went to my dad and my dad said, dude, stop playing those games. I said, dad, I make money playing these games. Right, he was right. like, what? And you know, and some more, <laughs> so when you show up pops, that, yeah. that ass whooping is worse than the one that you got before that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> don't yes. think you're bad. I don't think you know it all. So I got my ass whooped again. Right. Sorry, pop. But um, <laughs> it just goes to show I wanted to prove my dad yeah. wrong of to course. say, Use your resources. Right. He mm -hmm. says, I can't play video games. Video game jobs. Smart. You know what I mean? I looked it up. Oh, PlayStation's in Foster City. It's in the Bay Area. Right. EA Sports Easy. is in, in the Bay Area. So I went there. I, I bullshitted through the interviews and made my way. You know, so how long you been a gamer? I ain't got no money for no video games. I had one game, Madden. That's all I played was Madden. Right, 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 right. But I went in there and was like, oh, well, you know, I've been a connoisseur of video games. I know how to talk my way through a room. Yes, sir. And got in and I worked at PlayStation as a game tester. And I tested Damn. all the games. And it's crazy. If you look at a few of the games, my name is in there as a QA analyst. Damn. Like the Godfather game on EA Sports, they'll have my name there as a quality assurance. So, and I just did that to prove a point. You know? Look that up. That's what's up, man. I told him I was like, "Hey, if we do this, is our name is our name in the game?" They're like, "Yeah, if you work on it, you know, enough hours." So I was like, "Dude, I got to get my name in the game." Hell yeah! So That's the legit. Godfather game that came out for EA Sports, and I said, "Hey, how many hours I got to work on this?" Is oh, you got to do like thirty. So I worked just to get my name up Hell there. Hell yeah! Just to kind of have somebody say, "Hey, when you finish the game, my name, you've seen it up yes, there." Mm -hmm. So and I did that, and I kind of told my dad, I was like, "Look," I said, "My name's on the game." He was like. You paid somebody to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, I know I didn't get his approval, but yeah, I got his approval. Of course, you know what I mean? So, and that's just something I did growing up because I wanted my dad. You know, even when I do shows today, like my dad's a huge Fiji fan. Damn. And he lives in Utah. So um, uh, Fiji was like, bro, um, come do my show in Utah. Right. So I did a show in Utah. I said, dad, come with us to the show. He was like, who? My dad doesn't want to go out. He's, you know. Yeah. So I brought him to the thing and I took him to Fiji to meet him. And my dad was like, damn, you work with him like that? And I said, Dad, I work with him. I work with Jay Boog. And yes, my dad sir. loves these songs. Yes, sir. And he's like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah. So that was like a proud moment for yeah, me. Yeah, that's what yeah. To say, look, Pop, in. That, that's what I'm doing for a little. He was like, okay, you go. So when I go to New that's Zealand cool. and Australia, I said, Dad, I'll call him from there. Where are you at right now? You know, he, he thinks I'm, I'm in the living room all the time. You know, when you talk to your parents, they always think you're accessible to them. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. go clean the bathroom. Nah, I'm living my whole life. Right. So I call my dad from when I'm on the, in these different countries. And I say, Dad, I'm in the Cook Islands right now. What? Damn. And my first time going to Samoa was to do a show with Fiji. was for Blue Sky. I've never been to Samoa. My, all, me and all my brothers have never been to Samoa. Mm. Um, and I went to Samoa where my dad grew up. Man. And kind of went through his whole, you know, and my brother, my other brother Man. that lived out there was there. And I called my dad. I was like, hey, I'm at grandpa's, um, you know, gravesite. Yes, you know? sir. And he was like, wait, you're over there right now? And that alone was kind of like, it came full circle for yes, me. Sir. You know what I mean? Yes, and my dad was crying. He was like, oh, you got to oh, go here. You know what I mean? Man. I'm like, and my mom was like, oh, what did you tell him? He's crying in the room. And I'm like, nah, I told him I'm, I'm in Samoa. Yeah, She's like, what were you doing in Samoa? And just to, my whole thing is to make my parents proud. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's everybody. Because if I can make them proud, every, everybody else will fall into place. Of course. Yeah. I don't do it for that girl at the club. I don't right. do it for these guys over here that say I, I ain't do. shit. I do it for my parents because once I see that smile, and I'm fortunate to still have my parents here. Yes, Not sir, a lot of yeah. us do. Yeah. But to have my parents still here, 
and I want to make them happy every day. Of course. So when I do a show, Dad, I just did the show with 20,000 people. What? You know, mm. and then I brought my mom on stage for her birthday one time in the Bay Area with Island Reggae Festival, brought her out for her birthday. She was like, I almost pissed myself, you know, because there were so many people. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you do this, you know, and I'm like, Mom, I just want to show you hey, what I do. So, right. so it's just something to give back to my parents to keep, you know, when she sees the podcast, she's my biggest fan. Man, I mm -hmm. bet. She's oh, my I biggest bet. fan and my sister's my biggest critic. She's like, oh, you, you can see your legs and the thing. I was like, right, wait, right, you can right. see my legs in the shit? But my mom will say, oh, I love the interview with Konishki. I love the yeah, interview yeah, with Fiji. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of give that back. My dad goes, how do you know these guys? Oh, you know, these man. are people that my, and I just told him, I said, they, they, they're a fan in what I do. Man. And it just goes full circle. So it's yes, definitely sir. a blessing. Big awesome. Yeah. Big awesome. Uh, for those that are, are looking to follow in your footsteps, what would, uh, how does one become a DJ? Love music. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. The, the equipment will come and go. Right. If you don't love music, there's no point of being a DJ. Of course. Um, I loved music to the point where I couldn't afford the DJ equipment, mm -hmm. but I loved eras. I loved the soul era with Marvin Gaye and, you know, That's what my parents cool. grew up, what I grew up on. Right. And, you know, I wasn't a big island reggae or a reggae fan, but I grew to love it because, you know, I started getting friends like J-Bug and Feige and started to see their craft. Right. And started to get into it. So as a DJ, I said, okay, what if I take this song and put it with this song? You know, then you start getting into the blending of it. Right. Um, like I said, I, I'll leave the turntablism to the real DJs, there but I could go. blend some songs. There you, you go. You know what I mean? So I could play this. This song will go together. I know these songs. So yeah. if you're a DJ, just know what songs blend with each other. Sure. Know what songs make sense. For sure. You mm -hmm. can't go from one song and then hood yeah. red, hood red, hood <laughs> mom. Like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Right. So and you got to you got to read a crowd. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate because I'll go to some of these clubs and I'll see if the DJ can read the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, he'll look at the crowd, he'll panic, right. and he'll play like the hottest songs. And I'm like, oh, it's only 10, 10 o'clock. But because you hit that panic button, if he just kind of like guided his way in there, right. see what I always do when I do functions, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. look at a certain part and I'll see if this, if I can make them dance, everybody in the room will dance. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So if I do like um, you know family functions, I'll look at the table where, where my black ants are at, where my black auntie's at. Oh, they over there. If I can make them dance, right. everybody will dance. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to read a room. You got to know music, too, yeah, if you're going to be sure. a DJ. You can say, oh, I got all these, these uh, this equipment. Like, yeah, the equipment's one thing, but if you don't have a love for the music and don't know music, yeah. it's going to sound stupid. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And it's going to sound like you're just blending J-Bug with, with a, you know, a Ply song or something like that, too, <laughs> where I kind of coined my thing, Feel Good Music, yeah, where yeah. it's music that makes you feel good. It could be anything from island reggae to hip hop to R and B right. to soul. So I've always coined that when I started my my whole branding was I'm the king of feel good music right. because I knew music. Yes, sir. And I'm still not the best DJ, right. but put me you in front of a, put me in front of the crowd and I'm a vibe creator. Yes, sir. So I don't ever say, oh, I'm a disc jockey. I, you know, I remember those days because I used to help DJs carry their crates to their oh, gigs. Of course. And I was like, yeah. hey, you do all this stuff. So now we have Serato where everything's in your laptop now, mm -hmm. where it's easier. But still doesn't mean you're a good DJ. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you can't put a bunch of songs together that's going to make this crowd go crazy, what are you doing it for? Yeah, of yeah. course. So my advice is to be a music lover. Know your music. Know your roots of the music. You know, if you're, if you're an R&B fan, know where the R&B came from. Yeah. Know early R&B. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're, a pop, if you're a pop DJ, you know, do your homework. Sure. If, do you don't, if you don't study the legends, you don't study the people that made it in this industry... What are you doing it for? Right, of that's course, true. of course. Student of the game, that, that's the key Definitely thing. Definitely be a student of the game. And this generation, don't want, they want to go straight to it. Yeah. They want to skip all the hard work. Yeah. They yeah. want to skip the research they got to do. They yeah. want to skip, you know, kind of go, I'll sit there and tell God. God. <laughs> I know, I know, right? God. <laughs> but um, do your research. Always study, sure. always study the greats. For sure. Um, 
I mean, you've been talking about so many. You've been name dropping so many people. <laughs> Who is the most notable performer that you've mm. ever worked with? Ah, oh, man, it, it's a lot. From Bruno Mars, you know, Bruno. Ooh, we did a man, the one in Hawaii. We did a Lost Stadium. Man, we did I a saw Lost that Stadium. video open. It looked amazing. And and you know, we're fans. We're fans before we are work. What we yeah, do yeah. for work. So when they said, "Hey, you want to um, do this show for Bruno?" It was Bruno Mars's homecoming. At a right, little stadium. Right. First show in Hawaii. Yes, sir. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm down to do it. So myself, Westafa, you know, we watched the conference. We did it with, with Comic Kings. Yes, Comic sir. Kings opened one night and the Green did one night, but I was on That's the mic. Right. Yeah. And just to see a stadium. Yeah. Man. I'm talking about, we're talking about Aloha Stadium. Yep. And this is Bruno Mars' homecoming. Packed, and I'm just thinking, I'm just like, and Bruno Mars came to our green room, had a, a bottle of 1942 tequila. He was like, hey, <laughs> this is for us. Let's take a shot before we all go on stage. Hell and I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm, t I'm taking a shot with Bruno Mars, one of the most prestigious entertainers of yes, our time. Sir. And then it goes over to Usher. I'm working with Usher. Cool. In the same stadium, Damn. Aloha Stadium. It's Cardi B, Usher, us. I'm like, what the hell are we doing on this good? <laughs> it was Mark, Dream Weekend. Um, and we just did it, and it's just to work with these artists. Now it's just like, man, I went from a fan to working with these guys, yeah. and and it's crazy because you, you you sit there and you I treat them how they I don't treat I don't fan out when I see them. Right. So I whether it be an athlete, whether it be a singer, whether it be a celebrity, I always told myself, act right. Yeah, of course. Act like they're one of us. Of but inside, I'm going crazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Inside, of like, course. Ah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm fangirling out. But when I see them, I treat them with the respect. Of course. You know, right. And they love that. Well, so, with your size, you probably would have yeah. intimidated. <laughs> Wasn't there, bro? But it's over here, see sister. Because they hate the dude that wants to take a picture, or yeah. they hate the. And I'm not saying don't do it because, of course, yeah. moments you want to get those moments. Of course, but those but will I always, come. Yeah, they'll come. they'll come if you do it the right way. Right. right. So when we were kicking into these artists, you know, we're taking a shot with Bruno Mars. I just told everybody, don't nobody ask for a picture. Yeah. You know, like, nah, we have to do it. So I let him do it. So we're all taking a shot. Bruno's like, let's take a picture. Smart. Boom. Yep. So we're sitting there, and then Boog's in there. Jay Boog comes in there. So we're all to it's Jay Boog, Comic Kings, and we're all just chilling there, like, dude, this is crazy. But it's just because we're just putting our head down to the turf and doing what we do, right. and all this, all these opportunities will come. Right. So that, those are one of the biggest ones so far that we've done. I, would, I don't try to like cut it off because I know there's still more to be done. Of course, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. just just the name dropping of J-Book and the Green getting all shy around Bruno, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Bro, wow. And you know, it's crazy because Bruno, that was huge for you know him going mm -hmm. back to Hawaii. He started there. Yeah. You know, his family kind of started, in, and it was kind of like, oh, Bruno forgot about Hawaii. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for him to kind of come back home and do that, it was a big deal. Right. Because mm -hmm. there were some Hawaiians that were mad at him. There yeah. were some people that was accepting him. There were some, he didn't know what the response was going to be. Of course. But he oh, sold right. out a Lost Stadium two days in a row. <laughs> right. Come oh. on. So. I, saw, I saw back in like, I think it was 2010, he was doing like a couple car commercials and he had the whole Connect uh, accident <laughs> and everything, boy. He puts on for our people, man. Y'all got to stop hating, bro. Hey, you know what? And shout out to Yossi and a lot of the singers that you guys, they were with Bruno in his early, in the early years. So. Really? You know, and he didn't wow. forget about him too, to a point where, you know, if I'm Bruno, you can't take everybody with yeah, you. You know what I mean? Up. But yeah. you can still put on for him. And then later on down the line, maybe, pro, you know, pass across. But some people yeah. want it sooner than others. Facts. And some people don't. And that's when you get into that whole Peace. stigma. Facts. And see, that's one of the main things that I always say is like, as Polynesians, we want to carry everybody and make everybody. Mm -hmm. eat. But for us... We, we go to the buffet when we go yeah. eat. So I'm going to make this buffet and you come make your own plate. Yeah. You can't mm -hmm. just feed off of my plate. Absolutely, you got to come and make man. your own plate. Straight up. So, yeah. We're in a demographic and then, you know, some Polynesians hate me for, for saying this, but we come in one of the most critical demographics ever. 
you, in order to sit there and, and please Polynesians, you got to do a lot. Yeah. You got to be on your toes. You can't say certain things. You can't do certain things. And it sucks. Yeah. But I've always came with, as long as my mom and dad's cool with it, I don't give a shit about it. Yeah, of course. Else. You know what I mean? Of course. So, and, and, and it sucks because people get put under a microscope so much in our demographic, in mm -hmm. our Polynesian demographic. If we don't say a certain Samoan word right, if we don't say yeah. a last name right, right you know, right. Tongan, Samoan, any Polynesians, mm -hmm. you get put under the microscope. Yep. And up. a lot of people kind of like look to that and be like, oh, I messed up. Like, nah, you did what you were doing. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. And I feel like I've been in the, the this industry so long where I don't care who talks shit about me. I, I'll have my podcast, I'll put it up like, oh, Cisco always talks over his guests. It's like, yeah, that's cool, but that's what I do. Yeah, of course. But I'm not going to let that comment kind of deter me. For sure. I know it's there. For sure. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, look, if the guests, you know, I, I don't got to explain myself, but it's like when I see those, it kind of says there's always going to be a hater. I don't course. care I don't, how good you're doing. Mm -hmm. Please Somebody everybody. always going to say something yes, sir. and always have something to say about <laughs> yes, sir. it. And that's the thing, though, like, as much as you want to hate, I'm getting the most views because of your hate. <laughs> you tuning into my thing more than the people that love me. That's what I told him. I said, hey, look, get your own podcast. You can do whatever you want. Right, I said, thank you, for, thank you for watching. Facts. And see, like, the way that we grew up, man, we grew up roasting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just waiting. One negative comment. Bring it on, bro. Bring it on. Come Because we're so used ass. to just be like, hey, you talk shit yeah. to me. I'm, I'm, that's my natural reaction. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. now when you get into the industry, you kind of got to, like, hold yeah. it back a little bit. Yeah, so, true. well, I can still talk shit, you know. Like where it's kind of like I can talk shit cleverly, yeah, and kind of just kind of like do like slight shots at them. Right. I'd be like, oh, well, what podcast you got? Yeah, I didn't think so. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. That part, that part. Well, um, do you have a wish list of, of people that you are looking forward to working with in the future? You know what? I, my wish list goes deep because, um, like I said, I, I've been fortunate to get a lot of the Polynesian um, guests. Yes, sir. Talanoa Hufanga, you know, Fiji. Yes, sir. But I've always wanted to say, it's, it's not that it's talking bad again because people take this the wrong way. It's not a Polynesian podcast. Yeah. So it doesn't mean because Western I don't have a Polynesian. Yeah. And what I've noticed is, so I've done uh, Welcome to Jamrock Cruise. Yes, sir. So I did yeah. some greats. I've had yes, Kabaka sir. Pyramid, who just won a Grammy uh, for Best Reggae Album. I had him Damn. on there. But I don't get the numbers that I have for those artists that I have for a Polynesian artist, of which course. is cool. Yeah. But you guys don't know the severity of these guests that I have. I have Itana. Yeah. She's a Grammy nominated, you know. Yeah, 100%. So it's just crazy that people will always pigeonhole you because I'm Samoan. I have to have a Polynesian yeah. podcast. Yeah. Because you're Polynesian, oh, you, you only have only have Samoan guests. Or I'm like, nah. Yeah. But my my guest list, it can brought from everywhere. It's like I said, to have people like Marshawn Lynch, that's a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome. To have people that's yeah. all over the industry where it's not just artists, it's not just athletes, where I want entrepreneurs, I want mm -hmm. brand owners, because mm -hmm. I want them to tell them how the story, because there's sure. a brand over there that needs kind of some direction, right. so I have a brand owner. But people are like, who is that? Where's the guest that, that we want? Of course. Mm -hmm. If you of cater course. to those people talking about who they want, you'll never be who you stay true to yourself. Right. So I always sure. want the entrepreneurs. I always want the people that's hungry. That's why when you had reached out, of course I'll do your podcast. Yeah. I didn't uh, want to So Who am I to say no to an opportunity like this? For sure. Because For you sure. guys are doing your thing. Why wouldn't I want to be a part of what you right. guys are doing? Appreciate it. Because yeah, it just real. goes back to like, who else is doing this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who else is going to sit there and say, oh, we did this podcast. Oh, we had Cisco on there, but he was talking shit. That's cool. <laughs> but I'm sitting, if I can help you that with my demographic, <laughs> if I can help you cross promote, and like when this comes out and I put it on my platform, right. I, could, I hope some people that never seen this say, oh shit, I'm going to go check out what else they got going right, on. Yeah. Man. There's enough for everybody out there. Yeah. I think a lot of people's like, oh, they try to keep everything secluded. Yeah. Oh, nah, nah. If I give away too much game, they're going to get, they're mm. going to get one up on me. There's no me. There's yeah. no you. Yeah. Right. There's nobody doing what you guys are doing, right. which there probably is, but right. they're not doing it the way you guys do it. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? They're not doing it the way I do it. Right. So that's why anybody that says, they kind of 
be intimidated. Oh, Cisco's not going to say yeah. You won't know if you don't ask. You ask. Exactly. Yep. And if you don't ask, the worst they could say is what? No. Nope. Yeah. And if they say no, man, by all means, keep doing what you're doing. My bad. I stepped out of my, you know. Right. But I always ask. So now I'm sitting there asking people that I would never ask because of the machismo, because right. of the, the pride. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. sit there and ask. The, what are they gonna, the worst thing to do is either leave me on red mm-hmm. or not even be able to see it. Right. But at least I knew I threw that DM out there. Right, at least course. I knew I threw that message out there to kind of at least kind of say, hey, I got this podcast. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. You'd be surprised who's fans. Like when Konishiki flew from Japan just to do my thing because he, yeah. he was like, bro, I'm a huge Sorry. fan. Of anything. And he's a legendary sumo wrestler. I'm talking right. about he didn't need to do my podcast. Of course. But he was like, bro, I seen the one with Fiji on there. I'm a fan. Yes, sir. And I'm like, wow. So Rikishi, who's a WWE legend, he hit me. He was like, hey, Nev, I got it. Because my mom used to babysit Rikishi, oh, the wrestler. Oh, like so he was like, bro, I'm going to do your, your thing soon. So I, we have the no, resources. No, if you if you start off on a podcast, use your resources first. Of course. Mm-hmm. As you guys can see through my guest list, it's all people that I work with. Yes, sir. Boog, Fiji, yes, Common sir. Kings. Hey, come do this Big podcast names. that me and Westafa yeah. was doing. So... Once we do that, we once we go through our talent pool of mm-hmm. we people we know, then we start getting the others. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And see that that that's the biggest thing too is like when you uh, when you had reached out, man, you don't know how excited I was, man. I blew up my brother. I'm like, hey, big body <laughs> said he gonna come on, man. We in there, but for me, because I was y'all, right? I was y'all. Man. So that's why I was like, if for me to say yeah to y'all, I would want somebody to say yeah to me because I did that. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But I just, yes, sir. when I seen what you were doing, you know, of course I go say, okay, well, let me see what they got going on. Right. Oh, shit, you had the dispensary. So never think you're bigger than anybody. Right. And, that, and I think that's one thing that I, I'm blessed to have in our Polynesian culture. Mm-hmm. We have our moments, of course. but sure always stay humble. Of course. Because you never know when that can be your last humble moment where mm-hmm. you're thinking you the shit, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, then you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's why, fun. you know, there's people that say, hey, can you come talk at our school about like, for real, I feel like I'm I'm worthy of, of doing that. Right. Yeah, then we just want to right. talk about your success. I'm like, I still got some bills to pay. I don't know how successful I can be, but right. you know, and I'll go and I'll just talk about what I know. Right. I never step out of my box or step out of my element where I don't know what I'm talking about. For sure. Everything that I talk about, I've lived it. Right. Mm-hmm, I've been through those experiences. It's when you start getting outside of you and try to talk about things that are going to come that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. That's when you get caught behind the eight ball. Yeah. Of course. So that's why I always talk about stuff that we did. You know, you coming up and saying, hey, you think you'd be a guest on Absolutely. Let Man, me know when love, it is. You know bro, what I mean? Love. So, And that's with anybody watching this. Yes, if you have a podcast real, and you want to start something, you'd be surprised who say yeah. Yeah. But you're not going to know unless you ask. Right. Absolutely. And see, for me, like the same, the, the same thing you were saying about your dad, like, like you didn't get his approval right away, so you knew you had to work. Yeah. For me, is man, I wish somebody would tell me no because that's cool. I, I'm not even gonna be mad about it. I just that makes me want to grind more. Yeah. I'm gonna grind my ass out to make oh, sure that me. you're gonna come yeah. and tell me. Everybody yes. didn't say yeah to me either. You're right. So try. I mean, even from what I do, there's a, I've, I've hit a lot of no's, mm-hmm. but the ones yeah. that do say yeah, they're more organic. Right. Of they're, they're more personable. You of know. Course. So I have a little bit better story because those who didn't say no, all right, cool. Right. I'll see them down the line. Trust me, I got mm-hmm. my list. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> but it, it just it just humbles me in the point. Okay, maybe they're busy. We don't know what everybody's story of is. Course. Too. Of we course. We don't know if if this person may be going through something at mm-hmm. the moment, mm-hmm. and I ask them at the worst time. <laughs> right. So you always. Have to keep that in mind too yeah. because you don't know life is life. Yeah. You know, we can all sit here and talk about our wins, but there's a lot of losses that we don't we don't we don't publicize. Right, one thousand percent. I got a actually before we yeah. I got a question for you. Um 
So like I, I could tell from from being a DJ, being a host, a lot of it is your personality. Yeah. With nowadays like cancel culture and things like that, do you ever feel like scaling it back, or you got to be yourself one hundred percent? If you're yeah, not yourself, you look fake. Yeah, right, so, right. Genuine. I think people know my personality, so people it, it's a more genuine to everybody. Yes, That's how Cisco was yeah. in high school. That's how Cisco was yep. in college, where they were like, I knew you talking shit at the club was going to get you somewhere. Because <laughs> that's how it was. I was talking right. shit on the mic. Right. And yeah. that got me to where I was doing. But when they go to a show, I'm still talking shit. Of course. Yes. If I'm of still, course. you know, so your personality can take you, but if it's, it's a forced personality that's yeah. going to draw you back. Of course. It's when you start doing the fake shit. Right. When you start doing the fake shit, the that's when it's like, uh, he's trying to be somebody he's not. Yeah. I'm always going to stay genuine to who I am. Right, and I t tell everybody that don't try to be like me. Don't right. try, try to yeah. be you. Right. As soon as you be you and you find your identity, you can go a long way with it. Exactly. Because in this business, you don't got to be nobody else. Yeah. I can sit there all day and be like, you know what? I can do that, but you can't do that. I mean, you can, you're doing it, but you won't yeah. do it like I would do it. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's not being cocky. That's being confident in what I'm doing. Of course. Yes. And, it, and and that's where it gets lost in translation mm -hmm. because people are like, oh, Cisco thinks he's all that. Nah. I'm just I'm confident in what I do for right. a living. Right. I know I can go to a crowd of 20,000 people and still rock that. That part. And yeah, I know if, the, if, if I go to the concerts and they'll be like, oh man, Cisco, how can you not up there? This dude's whack. Yeah. Nah, he's up there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't booked for this, but who's up there? Don't hate on that dude. Of course, I'll right. sit there and be like, okay, he could have did this. He could have did that. But I'm not going to sit there and glamorize that. Yeah. Hey, he should have did this. Right. Now yeah. I, look, I look whack. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now I look like a hater. Right. <laughs> but when they, when, they, when they don't hire you for a show, I go to the shows kind of like say, you should have hired me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. of course. But not going there to guy say, huh, see? But I'm going there because I want to see who the next guy is yeah. that, that does what I do. Yeah. Hey, when he comes up to me, hey, bro, what could I have done better? And I tell him, hey, you could have did this, but you could have played you know, a factor in that too. For sure. Mm. What Guidance. I've been fortunate That's to right. have is found Wistafa. Shout yeah, out my brother Wistafa. Yeah. Um, we got to have him on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. man. Shout, shout out my brother Wistafa where it was crazy where he was DJing. He knew what I liked to play music-wise. Right. Mm -hmm. We had did a show on a fluke, and we was like saying, you know, hey, Cisco, uh, you ever work with Stafford? Nah, hey, what's up, Wes? You know, we kind of like got to know each other. He knew my steeds. I was all about the Bay Area. Of course. He was all about of Southern course. California. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I said, hey, look, we can kind of play this off of each other. When I go out there, I'm going to say, hey, I represent the Bay. Play some Bay songs. You can say you represent, the, you know, L.A. and stuff. Yes, play some. So it worked. Right. My manager at the time, we were doing Rugby 7 shows. Okay. And he said, look, my manager said, hey, if you and Wes get together, Western Conference. He came up with the name. Shout out Brand hey, One. He was like, because you guys are both representing California. Yes, sir. He's representing Southern California. You represent Northern California. Yes, sir. You guys, he's Westafa, you're Cisco. So Western Conference, the W and the C. Fire. So it, you know, it was kind of crazy how that came about. And we did that for the Rugby Sevens. We made a mixtape. We had the my, 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 um, the ones out here. Yeah, the ones out here. Wow. So we were doing all these parties, and we were in high demand. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it was cool to get an MC and a DJ, but if you got somebody that knew what they were doing, right? We wanted to make sure every promoter knew who we were. Yes, sir. Hey, who who are you guys? Are a DJ and an MC? Nah, we're an act. Yeah, you know, we're, we're like one of the we, we could so we're direct support for the main act. Right. So when people hire us, me and Westafa are direct support to the Comic Kings. Right. We're direct support, so we're the ones that come mm -hmm. out before Book. We're yeah. the one that comes out yeah, before yeah, Comic Kings. The hype so man. we're not just the guy that's opening up the night. Hey, yeah. you know, they, but. We're the guys that say, hey, when we go to a festival, we're the direct support. Damn, so stop crazy. treating us like we're a DJ and an MC. <laughs> yeah, no disrespect yeah. to that. We always say, we an act. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, so sir. treat us how you treat the artist because every artist that we've worked with that you talk to, mm -hmm. the energy that we bring and when they come on stage, they're ready to go. It's going to emulate. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. if they do shows without us, it says it takes them three to four songs to get the energy Dang. right. So I'm just saying, hey, you're doing your, 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 your crowd a disservice if you don't have us doing that because... And I don't say no one's doing what we're doing. 
we just do it to where we do Cali Roots Festival, we do Island Reggae Festival, all these festivals that we do do, the energy that we bring, it takes a, a, an artist a couple songs to get to that level. Right. But if right. we already got them going yeah, and then the artist comes yeah, out, yeah. they're Kill ready to hype. go. Yeah. So, and, and that's just something we took pride in to say, where well, we sit there and we kind of like strategize, hey, we're in Seattle. Let's right. play a couple of hot yeah. Seattle songs. Let's play, you know. So we're not just going to sit there and do the same thing over and over again. Right. We'll have our elements. Of course. But we're going to sit there and if we go to, you know, and we're out of the country, what are the hottest songs in this country right now? What are the hottest songs? So we do our research. Smart. And I think a lot of these people don't do that. They just kind of go with what they've been doing. Right. But what's going to work there won't work here. Of course. So, yeah, of course. Shout out my brother Westafford, man. Man, that's love, man. bro. Um, as an OG in this mm -hmm. game, you've seen a lot of people, especially in the DJ game and the MC game, hosting or artists. Yeah. What are some common mistakes that you've seen previous artists make that you would steer the new generation away from? I was still the new generation where I don't mind that you think you're the shit. Yeah. You're supposed to mm -hmm. think you're the of shit. Of course. Yeah. But when you're not, when you're thinking you're the shit and you don't have anything to back it up. Right. Then you're not really the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So this right. generation, I get that this instant Instagram, you can have a million TikTok followers. Yeah. But when you get in front of a crowd, are you able to get that same reaction from your TikTok followers that you are in a crowd? Right. Probably not. Right. Most likely because not. Because you're, you're behind your camera. So I just tell people, like, don't try to be bigger than what you are. Of course. Especially artists. Yes, sir. Artists, I love you guys. I love you. This is the hottest song out. Probably, to me, I, I, I'm so honest with people. They'll say, sis, this is the hottest song out. I'll listen to it. It's not for me. Right, right, right. Not, it's not to me. Right. But if they have something, that, so these rappers come all the time and they're always talking about drugs, killing, mm -hmm. and gangs and all this mm -hmm. stuff. I was like, bro, I'm not gonna play it on my show. Yeah. Why, why are you hating on us? I'm not hating. That's just not what I what I support. Of right. I support feel good music. Right. There's a few, there's a handful of artists when I tell them, hey, talk about partying, talking about making money the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk about legitimately. So there's a few artists and shout them out who do it, who adapt and adjust. Yeah. You're gonna say, hey, all right, Cisco. This is the one. This is the feel-good music yeah. one. Right. I'll listen to it. I'll blow it up like it's the hottest shit out there. For sure. But I'm not going to play some gang stuff. You know, and, and there's some dope rappers right. out there. Mm -hmm. Shout out the rappers that are doing it, and they're still in that, you know, that area. It's not my place to say, hey, don't right. do this gang shit. Don't do that. But if you want to play it on my show, yeah. it has to feel good. Yeah. I don't feel good shooting somebody. I don't feel good. <laughs> right. Right. So to each his own. And I just yeah. think, you know, for all these artists out there, if you want to be on somebody's show, kind of see what the show is about first. Of course. Mm -hmm. Do yeah. your homework about the show. Yep. I can't sit there and talk about, oh, I'm killing all these people. Oh, Cisco, play this on your feel good music show. Listen to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking about killing motherfuckers, but you want me to play it on my feel good music show? Right. So that's why I kind of I have an island vibe show. I have a Love Jones show. So there's yeah, different man. shows that I have. Yep. If you got a slow song, yeah. If you're an R and B artist, I'm gonna play it on my Love Jones show. That's right. If you have an artist that you have an island, hey, this is a hot island reggae song. I'm gonna play it on my island vibe show. Yes, I try to give them avenues, but I haven't got the avenue to say, oh, this is my gangster show. You right, know what I mean? Right, 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 but right. I always want to give those artists a platform. So I am, I am thinking about doing something where on Twitch because I see all the people on Twitch mm -hmm. are kind of giving a day to these new artists. Hey. Let my audience kind of say, hey, is this whack or not? Right. Yeah, and then right. they get mad. Oh, they're being haters. You wanted this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. So and to be honest, some of those DJs, man, they begin all the love, man. All the love. And Look at Nappy Boy Radio. Yeah. yeah so Boy, and, and, and shout out Etu too when he went on. Etu, oh, yeah, yeah. So I remember Etu when he was Eddie Dino. If you watch yes, him on the but I remember he was a kid from EPA, yes, but sir. now he's a signed artist with, with T-Pain. Yeah. And it just Wild. goes back to where he was watching on Twitch, submitted his songs on Twitch. So mm -hmm. people are trying to tell me, hey, do that for the younger artists. And I'm just like, I can do it, but 
you know, I, this artist might not get along with this artist right. and I'm going to play them back to back. It's just, right. there's politics in a lot of yeah, stuff of that we do too. Of we course. don't talk about it, but there's definitely street politics. There's definitely politics to everything that everyone does. Right. Especially mm -hmm. in the Bay, man. There's yeah. so many damn hoods, oh, yeah. man. I went out there. And I, I got to tell you, Cisco, man. We went out there in June for my parents' anniversary. It was the absolute worst. <laughs> it was the absolute, I thought it, we, we were coming from, I was in college over at Mount Sac for a yeah. while. And then I had my, my shorts, I had a tank top, I was looking right, went out there, it was like 32 degrees, I'm like, ah, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. It's crazy, like, the Cali, the Bay Area has their culture. Yeah. Southern California, the LA culture, the gang culture, everyone yeah. has their culture, it's just, you gotta move, you gotta know how to move into it. Right. Um, how I adapt is that I know a lot of these, you know, I grew up in Long Beach before I moved to the Bay, so, right. you know, I have a lot of family that is in the gang. Yes, sir. But it doesn't mean I got to glamorize it, yeah. you know what I mean? So, But I love my family. Of course. I love my family that's in it, and I love, I kind of adapted to the, the Bay Area culture, too, the mm -hmm. hyphy movement. I was a part of the hyphy movement. Hey, you know, yes, now sir. when you have the newer artists like P-Lo and the, the Larry June stuff, yes, like that, you got to adapt. Right. If you're just going to sit there and keep playing the old Bay Area stuff, you're going to be that old DJ. Yeah. If you don't adapt... So what's what's hot right now? Mm -hmm. You have the Larry Junes, you know what I mean. Yeah. But he, he spawned from RBL yeah. from San Francisco, so you kind of got do your homework. That's what everyone yeah. doing their homework, yeah. especially for these older DJs that want to stay relevant. You got to be relevant and kind of adapt to your situations. Yeah. 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 And if your music is being played at every family reunion, you already passed your prime. <laughs> you done already. <laughs> uh, so the Bay is super diverse, yeah. super diverse, especially when it does come to music. Who is the most? Underrated artists that came out of the bay that Man. you would love to see get more shine from. Yeah, that's good. Man, you know what? And, and it, not just because we just talked about. I think Etu, he's gonna get the shine yes, that he sir. gets it. Yes, but sir. I think I've seen him come from being a street performer. Yeah, you know, to yeah. kind of like working his way up the ranks. Where if you see a kid kind of work his way up the ranks and kind of doing the right things, yeah. you root for that kid. Right. So you know when he told, when I asked him to be on my show, he was like, "Well, you want to be on your show?" I'm like, "Bro, I've seen it from yeah, the ground up." Man. And I think a lot of these artists That's that are in the Bay good. now, if you, they want to know your story. Mm -hmm. So what I kind of do with my podcast, I, if I do bring them on, I, I want to know the story. Right. Tell them who Funga. They didn't know his story. Right. So when you talk about, hey, what is your podcast about? It's because I want people to tell their stories. How did Fiji get started? Yes. How did Comic Kings get started? Yes. How did Jay Boog get started? Once people know your story, they'll buy whatever you're selling. For sure. They'll be more of a fan and feel more connected to you than ever before because now they know your story. For sure. Yeah. A lot of artists nowadays, you have to go on these podcasts to tell your stories. They're not just going to guess. Right. And when they do yeah. guess, they're going to make their own assumptions. Yeah. And when they make their own assumptions, it's normally not the positive one. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> you always got to tell your story because the more you tell your story, the more that people know about you, the more they'll buy what you're selling. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And on your podcast, this, I didn't know that Eddie came from uh, Tonga. Yeah. Like, he came straight yeah. from the islands. So I'm like, damn, you got He was fresh sound. off the branch. Yeah, he was fresh bro. off the branch. Not off the boat, off the branch. <laughs> right. So, right. And it's good to see a, a kid branch. go from that. To go from Tongan culture to go to EPA culture, that's yeah, a whole other. I know. EPA is, is, know. is rough. Yeah. And for him to go through that and kind of just stay humble and kind of stay. When I first heard him, I didn't think he was Polynesian. Yeah. He I know, sounded Polynesian thing. to me. Yeah, so I thing. was like, who's this white boy? Yeah. It's like, nah, he's a Tongan kid from EPA. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then you see it and you, you don't put the voice to the, to, you know, being a, that's, you know, stereotypical of right. myself. But, you know, just in everything, I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I wanted to know his story. When he told me his story, I'm like, dude, I'll always support you because right. I know what the grind that you did. For Some sure. people get it easier than others. Right. Some people kind of sit there and got the golden spoon served to them and they'll go straight to the top right. which is cool right but if you have that grind mm -hmm. it tells a better story right yeah. 1000 yeah. percent. honestly it's that genuinity bro come on man that's, that's a big thing yeah know? so um what was that oh yeah 
No, we already done something like that. So the music scene is growing yeah. internationally, especially with our people. Yeah. Right now, like there, you got big artists uh, from New Zealand and Australia, from Young and Lips to uh, Kenya Brown and Donnell yeah. Lewis. Shout them out, man. Yeah, DJ shout- Noise and all the family. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Who do you think right now is winning that battle of of Polynesian music? Is the U.S. still dominating that right now, or you think oh. that? <laughs> You think that international? I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I did the Promised Land, uh, Promised Land Festival in Australia. Right, twenty-two thousand polys Man, out there you strong. Imagine, bro. So I've done island reggae festival. It was like eight thousand, ten thousand. Yeah. But yeah. when you go out to Australia and you step out on the stage and you look and it's like twenty-two thousand polys yeah. in the rain, yeah, right, and singing every so and, and it was crazy. So Comic Kings, I brought them out for them to come. I'm, I'm standing next to Wyclef John of the refugee camp. Man. He's watching the Comic Kings because he's on the bill later on that night. Right. So he's a legendary artist. So yes, I'm sir. standing next to Wyclef. I look. I was like, oh shit, Wyclef. He was like, he was like, who are these cats? I was like, Comic. And I told him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, the energy's crazy. Yes, sir. He walks away to. He walks on the other side of the stage, watches the show, comes back on the other side. So he's kind of like scoping them out. Of course. Yeah. And he's like, dude, that's crazy. He goes, hey, mind if I meet them after that? I said, dude, all good. I said, we'd love to, you know, to meet you. Hook up. With you. Man. He says, look. He goes like this. Take my number down. Get your phone. He said, take my number down. He goes, we need to hook up and we need to do something together. And I'm yeah. like, so I go and tell, I said, dude, we, Wyclef John wants to meet y'all. Wyclef goes, meets, he go, he's about to go on stage. Yeah. He goes out there, kills it. Yes, sir. But we're talking about, he does He does everything from the refugees, from the Fugees right, right, to everything. Right. Yep. Yep. And we're like, dude, this is a legend that's kind of like saying, dude. And he has a video and, and we, Blast was on that shame show. Shout out, shout out Blast shout too. Shout out Blast, Blast, man. But we're talking about, you're bringing these big acts Having Comic King, Sammy J, yeah. alongside these, and they're doing this in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. I'm not saying they can't do it out here, right? But these bigger artists are they want to go to New Zealand, right? They want to go to Australia. Look at Neo, exactly. uh, Exhibit, Man, so, Neo's out there and they they, they 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 embrace the culture, yeah. And, and one thing Wyclef was like, dude, I love coming to New Zealand and Australia Man. because it's crazy, uh-huh. and that's how artists like Comic Kings to be on those bills, to be on these festivals kind of get their kind of due diligence yeah, because sure. they've been putting in the work. I've seen Common Kings come from the ground up. I've right. seen Boog work from Hear Me Roar to where he's yeah, at now. Yeah, yes, sir. You know what I mean? I've seen Jamming Fiji from... Exactly. Yeah. So to see these guys and, and to call these guys my brothers, it's like, it's crazy to see their stories 1,000%. because they're rock stars. I've been in Fiji, the, the, the country Fiji, with Fiji. Right. That's like being in Vegas with Elvis Presley. Right. 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 So I'm right. walking along with Fiji. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait. We're in Fiji with Fiji. <laughs> and it's why. crazy because that was the first time it was uh, Drew Deasy, Comic Kings, it was uh, J Book. All of us were out there in Fiji that Fiji we did a thing. And it was like the, the stadium that we did it at, it was the Vodafone Arena, it was falling apart. Oh, real man. poor. There of was course. asbestos coming down. <laughs> and I was like, Dang. this isn't safe at all. Mm-hmm. But just to have all of us out there in Fiji with Fiji, that's yeah, an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, so I told my brother, so I'm going to say, hey, fly out to Fiji. This, this is like a once in a lifetime, you know, thing. So mm-hmm. it's, it's dope to see the, where they're at now, to see Fiji come out with this Indigo album. Yeah, I, I sat in the studio yeah, out here. Bang. I mean, come on. He's, he's, he's the pinnacle of what Island Reggae of is, course. right? Yeah, of course. So he has, the, he has you know, the longevity, and he's come out with a new album, and that new album shitting on a lot of newer artists that are coming. Man, nothing against them. They're all going to say, oh, he's hating. Been Still. for a while. But come on, yeah, man. He's got the greatest Still. voice of all time, in my this, opinion. And he has this <laughs> dolphin octave that he hits. Yes. That, 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 uh, the uh, that whistle note. Yeah, the that range. whistle note. And I, and I tried I try to do it. When you try to do it when you drink, and I'm like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Fiji can be the only one that can sit down and kill any artist out yeah, there vocally. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Vocally. And if you ever seen the, the video of Feej, he did the, the chant of the islands yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah, bro. That was amazing. It gives, it gives you chicken skin, man. Yeah. Just to think a nation, a country, just sitting there singing your song word for word. And it's a chant at that. Mm -hmm. And he said when he wrote that chant, it's because of that moment. He thought of that moment. Man. He said, dude, there's going to be a moment where I'm going to do this at a festival and you're going to feel everything. So it's crazy. Man, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, man. Um, well, I mean, you already name dropped uh, Etu. Yeah. Uh, but is there any other young artists, Polynesian artists out there that you would suggest to people at home to go check out and listen to? Oh, Utah man. got a big scene. The Bay got a big scene. There's a lot of us growing there's out a, here. There's a lot of people, like, it's not just Bay Area artists, not just people from California. It's like, so Mo Music. I don't know if you guys yeah, heard of Mo Music. Man, yeah, Mo, dog. Mo Music is bad. He's Fire. a bad boy. So yes, he, he started off as being a producer, but yeah. as an artist, he's, he's dope. Whole different tune. Man, so Mo Music, and there's this uh, girl out of Hawaii, Latissa. She, she's brought me, I get a lot of music all the time. Can you play my music? But there's these ones that you hear yeah. that it's like, man, different. the sound is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you get, hear the hunger mm -hmm. in their voices. You can kind of see everything that they're doing. So all these artists that are coming out from hip hop artists to shout out Young Go, shout out yes, Craig. Sir. Well, yes, I, sir. I'm rocking with them. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. And, and just to see what they're doing and kind of like, man, they're in a whole new lane. Mm -hmm. I did a show with Young Go in Utah and it's crazy to see these kids kind of like, you know, Island Reggae is Island Reggae. Of course. But when you're into this hip hop scene yeah, and you get somebody yeah. like Young Go and Craig and stuff like that too, it's like crazy right. because they're doing it the right way where... You know, I don't know what the street politics is. Mm -hmm. there, it's there, obviously. You're right. But I know good music. And I know mm -hmm. that if you put, played a Young Go record or a Craig record anywhere else in the world, mm -hmm. they wouldn't even know that they were Polynesian. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It's dope, man. It, it, it's, it's definitely a blessing to see. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, well, you've been DJing too many damn events, man. Too many <laughs> damn events. What, what is your? What would you say is the biggest difference Comparing the Bay crowd mm -hmm. to doing it here in Vegas, because you've been here for a little while now, yeah. and you've done shows out here for a while, but Vegas is people from everywhere, right? So yeah. Vegas is a destination for sure. You know, you get you get your handful of people that was raised out here, yeah. but Vegas, you got little walks of life from everywhere. Yeah. So it's different because you got to also keep that in mind when I when you are DJing right. and when you are when me and Westafa do it, so we, hey, we gotta we gotta do something for everybody. Of course, the Bay is the Bay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being biased, but. If you play one Mac Dre song, you play one E-40 song, yeah. you're going to get a reaction that you can't get nowhere else in this world. Right. Yeah. Blow the whistle from Too Short. You play that, <laughs> man, it is yeah, almost man. anything yeah, from Too Short. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because I was raised on Bay Area hip hop where mm -hmm. you know I grew up in that time where the, the hyphy movement was it. Yes, sir. You know, but, but when you play that out here, you're going to get the reaction, but you're not going to get that Bay Area reaction. Right. You'll have everybody, your moms and dads going dumb. Yeah. You know, oh, so it, it's crazy because that's what I grew up in. Of course. I grew up in that era where it could be somebody that's from LA that kind of has the same reaction off playing a Nipsey or yes, you know sir. a Snoop Dogg yes, something sir. like that too. So to each his own. But I definitely respect each era. I respect yeah. L.A. I respect you know Southern California. I got family in Long Beach. Yeah. But it's like I always can say they don't do it like the Bay. And Westafa will be there and be like, oh, they don't do it like this and that. So it's always a give That's and take with us. But it's yeah. always like it's not it's always where you're from, but it's like where you're at. Yeah, you know course. what I mean. So yeah, if I'm in course. Vegas now, I'm gonna bring that Bay Area element. Yeah, Westafa's gonna bring that LA, LA sound to yes, everybody. Sir. So we kind of have that in Western Conference where we can sit there and do that. And then I'll, and then after I'll do all that, play some island reggae. Yeah, come on, man. Finish off the night, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so what was the best event that you've ever experienced personally? 
it goes back to Australia, Promised still, Land. Still Promised Land. So, huh? I mean, and that's because it was just most recent. Like, uh, I see an island reggae festival grow. Uh, rest in peace to Danny Perez, who oh, was yeah, the producer man. of that. And yeah. shout out Retta and the family. But Condolences. that was something that they put together that I, I, I had a hand in being part from the ground up. Right. So their first island reggae festival was something that they brought to the table. It was like, hey, we want to do this concert, this festival with all island reggae artists. Fire. I didn't even know that was that many re island reggae <laughs> artists out there. And I'm like, wait, how are we going to do... You know, island reggae. So it's crazy when you do island and you see all the our Polynesian people come together. Mm -hmm. In the Bay Area, you can get away with that. Because right, yeah. the diversity out there, you can get away with that. Even if you're a blood, if you're a crip, wherever hood you're from, you can still get away because when you're Polynesian and you're in front of people, you kind of like respect that there's elders there. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. LA ain't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out all my LA people, but yeah. it's like they don't give a shit who's there. Yeah. yeah. If, if shit hits the fan, it's going to go off. But you know what's funny? Like our family, we come from LA. Yeah. When I went to the Bay, I felt like it was like that, man. <laughs> yeah. See, and then it's vice versa. Yeah. Like people from coming to LA, they come to the Bay, they think something's going to pop off. Right. But it's like, what I can tell you from my experience, Bay Area loves to have fun. Right. I'm not saying there's not yeah. no drama because there is. There, they, everyone has their drama, but for some reason during the Island Reggae Festival, we put our differences aside to right. enjoy that day. Right. And it's something when I go on when I went on the Polytape tour with Drew Deasy and them and Cutthroat, we went to L.A. and it's kind of like tension. You yeah. know what I mean? Not yeah. because of anything else. It's just because you felt that gang kind of like tension Vibe. around. We went to Salt Lake City, Utah, and it was kind of like tension. You really? know what I mean? Man, and it's because, you know, Polly's are going to represent their hood with, you know, wherever they're doing. Yeah, so. facts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and to be honest, man, that's probably one of the biggest losses we've ever taken yeah. as a culture is losing Juice Boy, man. Yeah, man. Man, Shad, man rest in peace of Juice yeah, Boy, man. man. He, his bars were phenomenal. Him, Ado, when they got on the same track, bro, undefeated. And let me just tell you, I've sat in vans and, and sat in hotel rooms with Juice Boy and Ado and kind of just saying, dude, if you guys keep this up, you guys are next. <laughs> It's like Ado, come on, man. Ado's he, he he hasn't been out on the scene for a while, but Ado, I always, I always this is how I decipher it. You have mainstream talent, yeah. you have local talent. Yeah, Ado's a mainstream talent. Yeah, yeah. He could be somebody that can be you know do it worldwide. Right. When you have the local talent, not to say to take anything away from local. Right. But you're going to be as good as local is. Yeah, for sure. Ado, Juice Boy, a lot yeah. of these people that I see now, Etu, yeah, worldwide appeal. Yeah, 1,000%. You know I mean? so, and, and not that I'm putting everybody in a box. There's some people that just has that it factor. Right, of course. And Juice Boy, you know, shout out Mr. Music, shout out Rich Rollins, shout out the Cutthroat family. Yes, but sir. Yeah. Juice was the glue. He was the glue. You know what man. I mean? And Juice was the glue, and he was real melodic with what he was doing. And, you know, he gets that from Ado, and Ado yeah. did his thing, you know, yeah. cut song and all that too, too. So there's a silver lining in all the music stuff that comes out there because whether it be gang related, whether it be whatever it is, you got to find the soul in it. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. Like you. Yeah. All right, all right. So to get back into the uh, technical difficulties, but, uh, um, so obviously, uh, the Bay Area Polynesian. Yeah. You think of uh, 49ers and Big Body Cisco. Um, you hosted one of the biggest events that I've ever seen personally from my from our way team, yeah. uh, the Bay Takeover. How was that for you, brother? Man, it was crazy because uh, the 49ers had reached out and they were like, "Say, hey, we're doing this uh, Vegas Takeover." So this was the actual Niner. Oh yeah, this is Niner Damn. organization. Damn. And so they was like, "Hey, you know what? Can you come by? You know, I think we had it somewhere on the Strip, uh, Hard Rock." Yeah. And uh, I went over there, and it's crazy because uh, the 49ers, they travel well, the fans. For sure. mm -hmm. and, For sure. and, you know, this the Raider games, always, I used to go to Raider games at Candlestick Park. Right. So this is a huge rivalry, even though yes. they are in Vegas now, but 
any Raider Niner thing is so this is the first time they played in a couple years because right. of how bad the rivalry was but to see them travel like that and just kind of get that whole I had Sourdough Sam you know the, the mascot yeah. over there yeah, with us yeah, too yeah, yeah. and we were just doing some giveaways from Zenny's and it was just good to see that whole vibe because you know me being in Vegas it was a piece of home yes, sir. back here yes, so just sir. have that whole game and to actually go to the game and being on the sidelines like all these things fall into place. It doesn't always happen like that. Of course. And it just happens. We knew some people that knew some people, right. and we were on the sideline um, for the game. Fire. And it was like, man. Oh, man. So I'm spoiled. I'm definitely spoiled. When it comes. <laughs> so even when we go back home to the Niner games at Levi Stadium, I'm always on the sideline for some, right. for some odd reason. Right. I'm going to wiggle my way to, right, to right. where it, it's popping. So I can never go to a regular seat now. Right. Now when right. Say, oh, you want to go to the yeah. game? Where are we sitting? Right. When I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I watch it on TV. <laughs> that, that, that's a testament to your hustle, though, man. Yeah, like, man. Lady, man. They call me Mr. Wigglesworth. I go wiggle anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we don't have too much time, we yeah. can't dive too much into all my questions. I had like 15 questions about the Niners for you. But I do want to play a little game of would you rather. Yes. Like, so I'm going to give you two options and then you're going to choose. Uh, one out of the two Got it So This is a Niner edition Just, just for you Oh that's you. what I'm talking about Bang bang we, This is a good edition <laughs> So the nine, nine, uh, the Bang bang Niner gang Yeah um, Would you rather get... take The 2013 defense Where y'all played The Ravens Man In Ooh. the Super Bowl Or Would you take This year's defense Y'all had a great what? defense yeah. This year too man I love the 2013 defense But this year's defense Was raw and oh, I Really think, Same way And really? it's just this yeah. year I think this, If we had a quarterback I'm not going to make No excuses But this defense Could have won it On any other team Absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. If they had that This this defense this year Was I mean they, We had all aspects we were some, some, Like last year We were missing Some secondary yeah. You know And yeah. then you know It just kind of gelled Where Jimmy Ward And Tyler Noah Was yeah. stepping up And yeah. he had a Pro Bowl year And just Fire. to kind of See that whole thing In our D-line You had defensive Player of the year Nick Bosa yeah. Was playing out of his mind. Yeah, y'all um, welcome. TJ Watt was yeah. Y'all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have Fred Warner, you have Dre Greenlaw, and yeah, right. you just seen all these guys kind of working, and you're just like, man, this could be because I've always been a stickler for saying defense wins championships. Yep. Yep. If you have a strong Facts. defense, mm -hmm. your, your offense can carry you. You see what we did with a third, fourth string quarterback <laughs> yeah. to yeah. get what we had, and it was because of a defense. So yeah. definitely, I would take this year's defense. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, because you already named them, would you take uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, or would you take Patrick Willis Ooh. and Bob Bowman? Mm. You know what? I'm going P. Willis. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm biased to the head. I, I, I love Fred Warner's game, and I love what they're doing with it, but Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. <sighs> I don't know how Patrick Willis slipped through the cracks of this year's Hall of Fame team. Mm, I know, Seriously. but Patrick Man. Willis, he had a career when our team was shitty. Yeah, and I'm talking about he was bringing in and shout out Patrick Willis. He we went to a club um, in San Francisco, being in uh, San Jose, and he wanted to meet Talanoa. And so Man. I was like, I'll be right back. So I went to get Talanoa, and I was like, Hey, um, Patrick Willis wants to meet you. He was like, What? So it was Patrick Willis and Dante Hitner, and I kind of made that connection. He Tal he gave Talanoa his number. It was like, Dude, I like your game. Damn. So Damn. shout out to Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman was always the unsung mm -hmm. hero for me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, so sir. That duo will always be the duo for me. 1, yeah. But shout out Fred Warner and them Drake Greenlaw yeah, doing that yeah, thing. Right. Navarro yeah. Bowman They're was good for this this uh this type of game now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Like if you had Patrick Willis in this defense, oh, it, it, it would be crazy to see what he would be doing. Unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, well since you already name dropped, uh, would you take Talano Hufanga or would you take Hitner? Dante Hitner. <sighs> See, Hitner was there. He, we, we was borrowing him. Yeah. yeah. He came, yeah so he wasn't. So Talanoa started with the Niners. Yeah. We drafted him. Yep. He kind of came into his own. So, and not that I'm being Rolling biased, him. 
But right. Talanoa came in and did his thing. Yeah. yeah. Hitner was already established. Yeah, he came yeah. from Buffalo. We got him because he was Hitner. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, he he's a he's a sportscaster now in the Bay Area, respect from that. But Talanoa was bred from USA. We drafted him, yes, and sir. that kind of makes the story a little bit better for him That's for right. me. Yeah. But Plus he was on the Western Conference podcast. So right, that part. <laughs> that part. All right. Would you take Nick Bosa? Or would you t- go back and take Alden Smith and Amon Brooks? Oh, man, man. That duo was nice. Justin Smith had a lot to do with so, it, but still. true. I love Nick Bosa. <laughs> but if you took the bullshit that came with Alden Smith away, Alden Smith could have been the best pass rusher of our time. That part. Because even nice. when he went to Dallas, he was doing his thing. Yes, yeah. sir. Wherever he went with the Raiders, he, he just had too much stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And I've actually done a few functions with Alden Smith when he was on the Niners. And I was like, dude, you could be the next you know, Hall of Famer. Yeah. And he just, he thought about other things more than he did football. I mean, hmm. you know, more power to him, but out of that duel and out of Bosa and everybody, I'm taking Alden Smith all day yes. without the problems. Without right, the right, problems, right, right. Yeah. I mean, because you already said, like, you took Talanoa because you guys drafted him, I kind of yeah. figure I know the answer to this one. <laughs> but would you take Christian McCaffrey or Frank Gore? Frank Gore's a legend. Yes, he's, our, he's our 49er yeah. legend. Christian McCaffrey, don't get me wrong, is one of the baddest running backs in our mm-hmm. game. And I don't know how we ended up with him. I know, man. If I'm the oh, Carolina Panthers. That move, I was disappointed. I'm like, how does the Carolina Panthers let that happen? It's like A.J. But Brown, same thing. Yeah, I, yeah bro. I've seen Frank Gore get drafted when nobody took a chance on him, mm-hmm. when he was hurt at Miami, yep. and no one wanted to draft him. The Niners kind of seen something in him, yep. and he was a 49er legend. When, when we were shitty. Yep. You know yeah, what I mean? And he yeah. was doing his thing, and he did one of them. You know, it, it was kind of sad to see how his career ended, but to see him be a 49er legend and all-time rush, it was, it was just to do. But Kevin's a bad white boy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's. Would you take, uh, for the next one, would you take Debo, Debo Samuels, or would you take uh, Anquan Bowden? There's no S at the end, man. you fob. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm going to take Debo. Oh, the reason I'm going to take Debo is because of this. I think Debo's rushing thing that he, the rushing aspect that he brought yeah. to the game, yeah. I don't see Anquan doing. Yeah, yes. no, not Anquan was a possession receiver, yeah. and he could, he'll could he give you that third down, that, that he's third short. And his hands were the ones, but yeah. he couldn't do what Debo could do. Yeah. Bring that different you could put element Debo to that game. on a jet sweep. You could put Debo behind the backfield. Yeah. I was like, put Debo at quarterback when we lost Purdy and Josh Seriously. Johnson in the yeah. championship. Yeah. But it was like, to put him in the backfield, like, I'm going to take Debo all day. Shout right. out Anquan Bolden, though. Definitely, yeah. He's dope. But he came from the Cardinals yes, and yeah. Baltimore and you know Debo we drafted him yep. you know and you know, and people know I, I had my quarrels with Debo because there was so, and that, that, that's my bad. I took a social media post of him not signing an autograph and kind of spoke before from the, I went there. The yeah, from the camp. Yeah. Yeah. And and I should know better. And I was like, you know how I dare, and I went to social media and I, and, you know, I can learn from my mistakes, but I called him out on that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, how dare you do that? And I have to remember all these camps that I do do with, you know, Brandon Montemaluna, Stag Elite, that there is stuff like that, that there's a time and a place. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of the course. dad knew what he was doing. Yeah. But I was like, you know, you ain't shit for doing that. So my apologies to Debo. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. Yeah. Um, all right. This is a good one. Would you take Joe Staley or Trent Williams? Man, hey. Joe Staley was a legend, but. Trent is a different hey. animal, bro. Trent, I, I'm going to tell you this. Nasty. Trent yeah. is one of those linemen that. If you played football, you wouldn't want to go against. If yeah. I was to, you know, when you go up to one-on-ones, if I, I, I would play D-line. If I would have seen Trent, I would be like, oh, you guys got to tie my shoe. Because right. <laughs> right, yeah. Trent is a dog. Hell yeah. Yeah. And ever since he slapped Richard Sherman, I'm like, I'm good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up and really I came know. up and he's like, what's up? After the game. So you know he about his business. But you so, see, he was serious. He kept his helmet on because yeah. he, he, he was knew. like he talking smart. all that yeah, shit. And, you know, Richard Sherman, he, he's another legend in the game, but yeah. he knew how to talk shit and get under yeah. people's skin. You've seen he got under Trent. 
skin. Oh, yeah. But Trent made it a point. Was like, well, you know what? When I come over there, I'm gonna whoop your. And he did what he had to yeah, do. Don't so shake Trent's my tree adult. if you but can't you know bear what? my fruit. Don't take an, anything from Jay Joe Staley. He was our tackle in the shitty days yeah. with Alex Smith and everybody. And he but he did his thing. Yeah. Oh man, he yeah. can when he run. pulled, he yeah, pulled yeah. better than than Trent Williams. But Trent Williams, he's a dog. Yeah, yeah. when Trent pulls, he'll sit there and take your soul from you. Yeah, so, yeah. shout out yeah. Trent, man. Shout out the Gorilla Man. I think uh, he sent me a video of when he uh, like destroyed three players in one play. Oh yeah, like, God damn. Trent, when he gets man. on the mean streaks, he'll sit there and and and, and take you out of your game. It's over. Straight like up. I remember when they played Arizona and he had to get the linebacker in the middle and he like oh, demolished him. He like erased him from from the screen yeah. but like it just to see you know we're a fan of football and plus we played football you yes, can sir. respect that yes sir mm-hmm. absolutely and just sir. to kind of see the dog in him I'm like oh yeah Joe Staley was he was a body he was technical finesse he could sit there he yeah. could get in front of you but Trent Williams if I was to make a team he's going to be the first person <laughs> I get facts yeah. Yeah. facts uh, would you take George Kittle or Vernon Davis when I seen there, I seen George Kittle's stats this year compared to Vernon Davis yeah. back in 2013. Similar. Very similar, yeah. but Vernon Davis outbeats George. Yeah. I think Kittle's personality wise makes it, it gives him the edge over Vernon Davis. Fair enough, Love dude. Vernon Davis as a player. Yeah. Um, he did his thing, and he was always in the right place for Alex Smith. Right. Kittle drew the double team. Yeah. He had safeties worried. Yeah. He had linebackers worried. Yeah. So, and his personality was like he don't only he's not just catching the ball, he can block his ass oh, off. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The pancake yeah. count, the pancake count on George Kittle was high. Yeah. And, he, and he has fun playing the game. You yeah. know, he ain't do nothing but respect that. Yeah. Vernon had his things up with I, I ran into Vernon in a couple of clubs in the, in, in, in the Bay Area, so that kind of like takes him off my list. So it puts it on George. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you take uh, Jim Harbaugh or Kyle Shanahan? I love Jim. I mean, yeah. I love Kyle's. I love Kyle's uh, coaching the way he kind of like makes it. But if we could give Jim Harbaugh this well, this team, right? It's to say the, the scheme would have been different. But Jim Harbaugh was my rah rah guy. Yeah, he could sit there. Who yeah. got it better than us? You know, right. he he was the dude in the locker room where I don't think the 49ers organization gave him a fair shot. Yeah. He gave him yeah. a shitty. Yeah. He gave him a yeah. shitty team. Yeah, you Thanks. know what I mean. So, and I think he's still a good coach to this day. He's still doing his thing with Michigan, and I still think he can be an NFL coach. But Michigan's doing all right. If I had <laughs> if I had Harbaugh and could make Kyle Shanahan my offensive coordinator, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Because I, I mean, I love Kyle as a coach, but just put him in all in the OC. Position yeah. and he just has to worry about the mm-hmm. whole. Come on, man. He's yeah. undefeated when he's yeah. off. See, look at uh, what he did with Robert uh, Griffin the third. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cool. he's he for his schemes for the football game today. It adapts to players' attributes now, right? Because yeah. you know, back in the day, you could be like a Patrick Willis and do all that. For these ones over here, he's running you know motion here, motion yeah. there, and plays yeah. up here. So his mind is like his daddy's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can the ex, their exes and those guys, right. and I think he'd be one of the most. Predominant offensive coordinators of our time. Granted, we have him as a head coach, right? But Jim Harbaugh was a head coach material. Yeah. You know? yeah, he could yeah, get his guys going. Facts. He'll make you run through a brick wall if you need to. Yeah, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. What about Brock and Trey? Ooh, <sighs> I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Um, because we, we we played football before, I, I don't think Trey got a bad shot because he hasn't played enough football. Right. And I think we've seen that with Brock Purdy playing all four years at Iowa State. And you didn't get that from Trey. So when I seen Trey play this year, and this is my personal opinion, he didn't have what Brock Purdy has. Brock Brock Purdy was made for this Kyle Shanahan offense, his decision-making. There was many times that he was in there that Jimmy Garoppolo would have been sacked many times. That's true. Trey Lance, he needs some time. I think if he has the opportunity, I think we spent too much too soon. On Trey Lance, yeah. and I think if he sits behind Purdy, because I thought Purdy was going to light a you know a flame under his ass and kind of say, yeah. "Hey, get on your get on your A game." Mm-hmm. But now Brock Purdy just his 
the way he played, it is just unfortunate that he has this elbow injury that happened in the NFC yeah. Championship game. Yeah. But Brock Purdy is made for Kyle Shanahan. Like, Kyle Shanahan could have come into a better situation. Mr. Irrelevant, being yeah, able to be your quarterback at this point in time. So, shout out Trey, but I think Trey definitely needs to be groomed. If we put a veteran or Brock Purdy in front of him for a couple of years, he's going to be a beast. But right now, I wouldn't, pl- I wouldn't play him. Do you think so, Brock Purdy is your QB of the future? If he can come back from that elbow injury. That elbow, that elbow injury that he got can end careers. You yeah, can never, yeah, sometimes yeah, you can come yeah. out of that and not be the same. Mm-hmm. Tommy John surgery, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, like, that's all in your throwing motion. Yeah. Yep. If he can come back from it and still have the same velocity that he had on the ball this season right. when he came in, I think he could be the starter. I heard a lot of baseball players get that injury, yeah. and, and it comes out faster once they hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but it, it takes you, a long you time. Either do, it's oh, either I or. I see. You could either, but it takes time, like you said, but if Brock Purdy could come in and do that, and he's a little bit stronger than what he was, right. I'm, I'm rolling with Purdy yeah, all day. Because another person we got at a discount, Talanoa, fifth round. Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah, the last true. pick is like, that's come true. on. Those are when the gems come out. And those are ones that you don't know about. Who are y'all? P. Carroll? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I personally don't like Brock. I don't, yeah. I don't like his footwork. You yeah. know what I'm saying? His five-step drops turn into nine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, he pitter-patters back there a lot. But he, he does get out of the pocket a lot compared to, like you said, Jimmy. Jimmy wasn't mm-hmm. getting out of the pocket. Yeah. His decision-making was like he took sacks that we didn't have to take. Well, he thought he was TB12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think... I still think TB12, I mean, he says he retired now, but I think once his wife don't take him back, we might have a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I think right now, he's like, I'm going to get my wife back. Would y'all welcome him? I mean, he's the GOAT. He's a Bay Area he's the, kid. He's the GOAT. And the only Wouldn't reason you? I would hate on it is because I come from an era of Steve Young and Joe Montana. Yeah. yeah. I hated that he surpassed Joe Montana yeah. in Super Bowl yeah, win. Yeah, when that, that was like, I grew up Joe yeah, Montana. Yeah. But when he did that, I'm like, Hell with Tom Brady. Yeah. But now it's like you can't hate on the GOAT. Right. Yeah. He got rings and it, it was a system. He didn't just have to do it with Belichick and, and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He went somewhere else and still was able to do still it. So right. respect to him, man. San Mateo right. kid right there. Sarah right. High School. Well, um, I'm glad that you did bring up Joe Montana and Steve Young because yeah. there's a player that's been playing under them and made all pro and pro bowl on two different positions where back in the day it was – it was hardly even seen that. Do you think Jesse Salpolu ever gets his respect and he gets into the Hall of Fame? He doesn't. And, and Jesse's a friend of mine, man. Yeah, man and I've, flowers, been, man. I've been able to, to kick it with Jesse and kind of pick his mind. He's actually going to be on the podcast as well when he's been here yes, for his camp. But Jesse's a legend, man. Yes, sir. And he's one of those that have four Super Bowl rings mm-hmm. on four different Super Bowl teams. Yeah. And he was going from guard, center. Like, they was going all around the line. Yeah. And just, he comes from 12th that 12th rounder. Yeah. 12th rounder. And, you know, kid from UH that UH, came from over there. Yeah. And Kahuku. man, he nah, just he's gov. And oh, now good. that you see him, yeah. he, you walk with Jesse in at Levi Stadium, it's like walking with God. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so respected in that that building. Yep. So it's one thing about Jesse. I don't think he gets the respect he don't because I think, in my opinion, he's a Hall of Fame player. Yep. yep. Same. And it's because, Same. I mean, he has the four rings, but it's like, man, how come he's being overlooked after all these things? I'm seeing people that get in that I'm kind of like doing Why? their stats. I'm like, how'd they yeah. get in and Jesse oh, did it? Yeah. I don't know what the thing is, but I'm glad Jesse kind of made the Polynesian Hall of Fame yeah. you know, a thing. Same. And, Same. And, and it's something that he gives back to his people and he's all about the culture. Yes, sir. And it's good for him to have kids like Talanoa come over there yeah. and have Uncle Jesse yes, to sir. be the guy that guides them. So Uncle Jesse's a legend to me. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's, uh, he's married to our mom's sister. Okay. And so we grew up with him and he's been to a bunch of Niners so, games. Yeah, luckily, I yeah. never, I, ne- I don't know what a regular sheet's like. Yeah. <laughs> we the field, you walk around with Jesse, you walking around with Royal no, For yeah, real, yeah, for real. So, and everybody knows so all the workers, they, they're, oh, Jesse, you know. So Jesse is like, 
going to Fiji with Fiji. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you no. walk around Levi Stadium with the great like Jay Sapolo, you're, you're doing your thing. So That's I can't wait to have that uh, sit down with him. Facts. Um, well, and he was fit today. He had the six pack in the I know. center, bro. Like, <laughs> when I used to train with him, he used to show us all his training videos at UH. And he used to, so his youngest son, Romeo, yeah. our first He's cousin. a coach now. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's a coach over at UH. He used to talk shit to Romeo all the time. He's like, see, <laughs> I don't care how good you are. You'll never be in alignment with a six pack like exactly. me. <laughs> Jesse was one of those. What, everyone wants the, the regular story, but I want the Jesse one where all the Polynesian ladies was on him. Yeah, you know, know, at that time. Because if you were at that time and you was chiseled how Jesse was, yeah. come on, man. And he kind of brought the respect. I mean, along with all the players that shout out Junior Seau before his mm -hmm. time, but a lot of people in the league respected Jesse. Mm -hmm. D Lyman, you know, people that went up against him was like, yep. hey, Jesse was a dog. Yep. So shout out Jesse Sapolo. That man, was one legend. of the best matchups in Super Bowl history yeah. for our culture was when Junior Seau Come on, and man. Jesse went up, man. And that's crazy because they were in the Super Bowl and, you know, we, 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 they blew out San Diego at the time. Yeah. Man, but it's man. like to see Junior Seau as Polynesian kids growing yeah. up. Damn, Jesse and Junior Seau in, on the biggest stage. On You know, if you look at the, the today's... I mean, the Super Bowls now, it's such, everyone's everyone's watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, we're watching it, but we're Polynesian kids seeing two of the best of the time. Junior Seau and just Sapolo doing it, it was, it was yeah. ridiculous. Doing the damn yeah, things, man. Man. Awesome. Well, before we run out of time, I do mm -hmm. want to ask, do you... Uh, do you keep up with some of this younger talent? Because there's, there's a lot of kids that are coming up yeah. big. And, and back in the day, if you were a Polynesian player, you were either labeled as a defensive player or an old mm -hmm. offensive yeah, lineman. absolutely. Do you keep track of any of these younger talents? I and do, who man. are you looking up Shout to? out Nico. Nico. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I mean. Tennessee. I'm, I'm, I'm also a stickler on not giving kids too much too soon. Of course. Yeah. But mm, I think course. I've watched Nico and he's been, you know, he, do, he does the work. Phenomenal. Shout out his dad, shout out the whole family over there, but shout out DJ and, and Big Dave's kids, yes, Mattel. Yes, sir. Um, you know, and of course, you know, you watch all these kids that are similar because ever since we were little, you always root for the poly kids of on the yep. team, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. So when I see these kids now with the NIL deals and stuff yeah. like they have, these opportunities, like, yeah, it's dope. Mm -hmm. But I see them, you have to put the work in to get where they're at. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Nico is a testament to that, you know, and you've just seen it with DJ. I'm excited to see what DJ does at Oregon State. Same yeah. thing. I'm excited Damn. to see what Mateo does at Oregon. And the Civil War battle. All these college games. I only used to watch these games to see what poly kids were playing yeah. in these games. Yeah. Yeah. And you I can only watch BYU. Exactly. Yeah. You only watch Utah or something, but now you're looking at these SEC schools have yeah, Tua yeah. Have, you're looking at, at Maryland where Tua's, Tua's brother went so yeah. I'm always looking for the poly kids on the college field because now those are the ones we're going to watch on Sunday of when course. we get there so and shout out Tua man because they, he, I think he got a bad rap after he got the concussions yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. but I think Tua's a beast he's a baller he comes from a good family yes, sir. and yeah. you know we always kind of like not just do the stuff on the field we look into the background he has a great family upbringing of course. he has a great family support system and I can't wait to see what he does further in his career so right. I'm always keeping tabs on all the players Yes, sir. And especially sitting down with Talanoa and kind of knowing their story. Right. All those kids that were watching, they all got stories. Right. Yeah, so, right. It, you know, and I always want to say, you know, bring the, hey, bring Mateo to come do the podcast. Bring these, but I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to give him too much too soon. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. So I, I even take it down to high school where you're watching them in high school where, yeah. like, okay, you're watching these powers like Modern Day and, you know, uh, yep, Bishop yep. Gorman here. And, you know, my nephew played at Bishop Gorman and just kind of watched the Bishop Gorman. He mm -hmm. goes, he's going to go to Utah next year. Right. Shout out Jonah Lier. But just okay. to watch these kids and just say, hey, man, you know, my nephew, that's, you know, we always have that, that kind of joke. Oh, that's my cousin. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. That's my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, now they're actually my nephew. Now yeah, it actually course, is my yeah, cousin. Of course. So I think that that's another good thing about our Polynesian community. We'll always support those that are in position to be supported. And honestly, that's that's what we need. And yeah. it shouldn't just be in athletics. It should yeah. be mm -hmm. anything, anything from everything. podcasting to yeah. DJing to hosting to 
anything, man. As yeah. long as we're branching out, we can't lose as long as we stay together. Because as long as you get supported, it takes us back to the mental health thing. Yeah. yeah. I think if you don't have a support system, your mental health can go quick. Facts. I've been fortunate enough to have a good family to kind of turn to when I'm having those times. Right. I turn to my mom when I'm having my dark times. Right. A lot of these kids, sometimes they don't have that support system. Yeah, um, with Whatever they're dealing with, whether it be, you know, we, we, it's something that's as taboo as being, you know, in the gay community. Right. You know, where it's, yeah, oh, that's taboo yeah. to be in. Like, I got a lot of cousins that are in the gay community. Yeah. Like, we were raised where it wasn't a bad thing, mm -hmm. but you know, there is something where it is taboo. It's, so whatever have you, those kids are going through the mental health thing where they don't know which is right and what is wrong. Right. And it's not us to kind of tell them what's right and what's wrong. Of course. It's better just to be an ear for them. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot that's of these true. kids nowadays, it's like they just want to be heard. Yeah. And it's not, you have to tell them what to do. You don't got to say nothing. Just 1, hear what they're going through. Yeah, that's And I think it. a lot of people watching this now is like, you think your strongest friend can just handle anything. Nah, that's probably the person that needs the most help out of anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you definitely, especially in our Polynesian community, reach out to those ones that you think are so strong because you'd be surprised at how bad they're doing. Yeah, of yeah. course. True. Of course, man. That's a great lesson, man. Great teaching. Make sure you tap in with Big Body, man. For real, man. <laughs> Western Conference. Western yeah, Conference. Uh, he's also hosting the Holo Holo Fest out yeah, here. Yeah, man. So, so Holo, uh, May 7th Pop. through 8th, the Holo Holo Festival is going to be dope. We got Kalohe Kai from Hawaii. We got Jay Boog doing the other night. So it's just good to see all this talent where I actually do another festival, Cali Roots in Monterey, right. where they have Wu-Tang Clan. Then they have Comic <sighs> Kings. And, you know, it's just always good to see that. I took you, told you guys about Wycliffe John. Like, yeah. yeah. To see groups that we grew up on right. and to be big fans, hip hop, whatever it is, and have these festivals, shout out Dan Sheehan, the Good Vibes people, the Cali Roots people, to put these festivals together and, yes, and include us. Yes, sir. You know, there's some festivals that Fiji will be opening that day. Right. It was like, why well, is Fiji opening? Because we're in that demographic yeah. where, yeah. you know, you have Revolution, you know, stick figure and stuff like that too, where all these guys are just trying to get in where they fit in, man. Yes, sir. They love music and shout out all the, the artists that are out there, whether you're an island reggae artist, a hip hop artist, an artist like this is what we're doing here in yes, podcasting. Sir. You can do whatever you want. Yes, sir. And that's what this world is today where we have all accessible things, resources that we can use. We'll reach out. Talk. They'll talk back. Yeah. And the person mm -hmm. that you don't think is going to say yes, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, Yeah, man. man. <laughs> Come, on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Before we get out of here, yeah. my, my brother got a, a segment yeah, we want to get into. Here we, we go. Do a segment. But before I get into the segment, I just want to share a quick story with you. Yes. So I'm, I had met you like... Uh, Back in, like, I think, like, 2013 around okay. then. Yeah, it was 2012, 2013. 2012, 2013. I, uh, I, it, I forgot what it was called. The Island, uh, the Polynesian Music Festival. It was, like, it was out oh, in yeah, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, Fran. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was the um, Fob Nation Awards. The Fob Nation yes. Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, I, I had met you that time because I got nominated for... Uh, I forgot. I think R and B. Okay, song. Like solo yeah. artist. And I had no business being there. My shit is terrible. <laughs> but I just want to say, like meeting you, man, you were super humble. I was starstruck when I met you. So, oh like, man, thank you, brother. So man, it's, it's big to have you here. Oh man, and I'm like I, I get a bad rap, but I'm, I'm always about the kids. I'm always when I see kids that are, that are not in position, I always tell them, hey, you could do it, you know. And it doesn't sound. It sounds kind of cliche to say, oh, you can do whatever you want, you know. Right. Yeah. But it, it really means like you know, I see artists at, at, at award shows like that. You're there for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we could joke about it and say oh no but but you were there for a reason and I think you deserve the recognition and I think the winner gets the recognition but everyone that's nominated they were there for a reason yeah, mm -hmm. so and, and, and it just it, it, if you have the support from your peers and you have the support of the people you look up to you can go a lot further than which because it's going to take that one interaction where I could have said oh yeah watch out kid mm -hmm. right. you're like mm -hmm. the hell with that dude yeah, and I've yeah. had that yeah. and I've had that through, throughout my career I mean career that, that just said man I thought he would be you know more humbler than that 
And I think it's important for these young kids to say, if they see the stars like Boog, mm-hmm. see the stars yeah. like Comic Kings, I can, tell body. You, yeah, I can tell body, you firsthand, yeah. they take pride in making sure they shake every hand, take every, but there's, there's going to be instances where they can always, can't always take pictures, but I'll tell you, all Polynesian artists will always sit there and take these pictures and take the time out yeah. to kind of say, hey, you know, hey, what do you think of this song? I'm not going to listen to it right now, but I'll right. keep it real with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send it to my email. I'll listen to it again. If I don't like it, I want to go play it. If I, if I like it, I'll play it. Hell yeah. And I think if you keep it real with the kids like that, you kind of keep them on their toes. Yeah. If, you be, if you lie to them, then you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to play it. And then you walk away and you don't play it. They're going to be like, I'm going to play my song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fine. just to see, like, as I look at you as topping the culture, so to man, see how cool you, you were, man, I was like, how could I ever have an ego? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, being yeah. cool in this industry will take you a long way. Because yes, yeah. you brothers yeah. right now, they, you guys are starting right here, but I'm telling you, you guys are going to grow and you guys got to remember this conversation we had because mm-hmm. yes, no matter how big you get, you got to always stay humble. And that goes back to my upbringing, my mom and dad. Facts. Don't yeah. think you're better than what you are. Never. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll get times where I get cocky, yeah, but there'll be times where I got to humble myself. But these kids, these days, they'll take the littlest interaction. And if you have, a, if, you have if I'm having a bad day and I said something to you wrong, that could have went a whole another right. direction. Mm, true. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. It, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. So for, uh, for our last segment, we call this not so rapid rapid fire questions <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of quick questions yes. um for number one what was your first job my first job was working in a oh no ups i worked at oh, ups really? okay. nice. i was loading trucks okay. uh, it, it was a part-time job and um i got caught because i was stealing from, from the, <laughs> because my truck was to the mall so i had tower oh. records so i was getting all the stuff before it came out right and you know I, as a kid I, I had a job and i was still in the jewelry that was going to like the jewelry stores right. you mm-hmm. fell off you the know, truck and i yeah i was like i don't know what happened and then they were like hey you, you i wouldn't come to work if i were you because they caught you stealing on i was like how you get fired on your day off, <laughs> on your day off right? but yeah that was, that was my first job like That's being hilarious. in the work at, at ups i love yeah. it i love it all right do you have any hidden talents Man, and I know I know it's not probably hidden because you probably see what I'm drawing. I can sing. I mean, oh, if I really wanted to get down, I, I guess I mean my sister's gonna laugh at me, but <laughs> I think it's because I, I kind of know my role now that right, I want to do it. Yeah. But if you, if you watch my Twitch shows, I'll sing along with some of the songs, and they be like, yeah, hey, you got true. a pretty good voice, yeah, you know what I mean? True. But it's like because I I grew up in that, right. I grew up in the church and like that, so I think that's my hidden talent as far as you know being in the industry that we're in. I said, yeah. like, if I see Fiji in the studio, I was like, I wonder if I can let me get in there. <laughs> you know, I'll be see somebody, oh, I could do that too. You know what I mean? So yeah, that'd be my hidden talent. Twenty voices because they were like, hey, Cisco, hop on this song, but they want me to do my big body Cisco yeah. thing voice, and I was yeah. like oh, so Comic Kings I'm on the Comic Kings album shout out Comic Kings yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I'm gonna get on there as a, as a singer <laughs> but they was like nah just kinda do your big body thing like hi but I was like oh you don't want me, y'all don't want to sing <laughs> I, was like, I, could. I was like okay so, but yeah that's my hit of talent those hilarious. interactions right there yeah. right. <laughs> so we're huge comic book nerds superhero yeah. nerds do you have a favorite superhero I do I said my favorite superhero was Robin because he was the mm. outcast and I was like, Batman always got the shine, yeah. but Robin was always doing the dirty work. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 but yeah, he sure. would take Robin's credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Robin, go check it over there. You know, and I was like, ah, that's messed up. So yeah. you know, Robin is one of my, hey, it's, it's crazy, but I, it's kind of like outlandish that you, I would say that, but Robin is kind of my I super love it. Yeah. I love it. I could never see you in a Robin outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, and I tried. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you could choose a superpower, what would that be? <sighs> Mine would be to read minds. Because mm. then it, it would sift out all the fakeness that's around us every day. True. Yeah. I think it's it's something that, you know, I, you kind of like say you got it now, but I think with social media, especially, someone can come up to me and big me up all this time, but I can just think if I could read his mind, what he's really thinking about, like, 
the hell with this dude? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. And I think that'd be a superpower that I could use against them because, like, oh, you really don't mean that. You know right. what I mean? Not that it's going to be, you know, confrontational, of but really to kind of say, hey, you don't got to be fake with me, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? Straight up. And, and not that I'm using my superpower against you, but it's kind of to say, look, let Protect me get you. all these fake dudes away yeah. from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. To kind of say, oh, man, I'm a big fan. You're not really a big fan. Right. If I'm reading, you know what I mean? Of course. If I have that yeah. superpower, but yeah, I think reading minds. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Then you can always use it against the women, too. Well, let me say, that's what that's <laughs> what happened? Hey, babe. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have a favorite food? Uh, Samoan food. And, Ooh, and okay. it's my gift and a curse because yeah. I love yeah. palasami. I mean, and, and yes, shout out to Songas who put corned beef in there because what they did that, I was mm. like, hold up, you put corned beef in the palasami too? <laughs> right. So, and that's a gift and a curse because it, we gain weight a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's this thing called gout that's going around that, that, that <laughs> you can't eat a lot of it. But man, I love, like, my mom makes this chop suey that is just the best. Fire. Yeah. And it's like now I have to have her make it with chicken instead of pork because pork kind of makes me limp around. But, right. <laughs> yeah. but I love Samoan food, man. I love it. See, I'm married to a Tongan, so I got to like inspect my plate before she brings it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to get that horse in there. Like, what so, is this? <laughs> this beef is tough. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go favorite sports teams all around. We know the Niners. Yeah, I'm a Bay Area kid. So okay. I'm going to go like this. I, I'm a Niner fan. I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. But... My family were diehard Laker fans, and I'll tell you what happened. I, so when we lived in Long Beach, we were, the, we were around the Showtime Laker time. James Worthy had a, a basketball camp at Silverado Park in Long Beach. Okay, we went there, and I, I'm, I was juiced to meet him. Yes, sir. I go and say, "Hey, you know, is it cool? You know, it's time my basketball." He patted me on my head and said, "Not right now." Hmm. That interaction made yeah. me hate the Lakers. Oh, oh damn. So I went home and, you know, we had Showtime stuff all. I ripped my dad said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, no. Nah. So my brother to this day, they're all still Laker fans, but I'm just like, that interaction yeah. changed. It. So as soon as we moved to the Bay Area, I'm like, who's the Bay Area team? Oh, the Golden State Warriors. So I've been a Warrior fan ever since. Okay. So that just goes back to the interactions. Yep, for the sure. most littlest things. Like it went back to that Debo thing. When Debo didn't shine that picture, it took me back to James yeah. Worthy. Mm, that, makes like, that makes sense. I'm like, dude, I was sense. that little kid. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm, I'm a Bay Area fan all the way around. I don't, and I don't have like a secondary team. Oh, my second team. Nah, I hate people when they say that. Especially when we was doing the Niners were doing good this year. Oh, but my second team are the Niners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stick with your team and right. be with your team yeah. and be loyal you to your team. Thug it out. You, yeah, you got to thug it out. <laughs> I, I, I got to say too, man, does the Niners have the fakest fan base or what? Yeah. I think I was, I, I, for, for the loyalists, yeah, the, the, the Niner faith was real. But then you've seen a lot of these I think other, that's like, in all hey, the sports. I think every sport. Whoever's yeah. doing good at the time, mm-hmm. True. Everyone whose team's doing shitty be like, oh no, that's my second yeah, team. It's yeah, not Niner faithful, it's Niner grateful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just grateful. They, yeah. But I'm a Bay Area sports fan throughout and up. Facts. I, yeah. And I was been fortunate to be able to work in, in the, the industry, NBC, NBC Sports um, Bay Area. That's I used amazing. to do a show called The Lunchbox, and, and shout out Lucena. And I used to be able to have access to the Golden State Warriors, to the San Francisco damn. 49ers, to the San Francisco damn. Giants. And a funny story, when the San Francisco Giants played at Candlestick Park, I worked safety patrol. And they gave us tickets to the game, and they hit a home run where they went. We used to go over the fence. You were able to jump off to go get the ball. Yeah, so I went to go yeah. get a Jeffrey Leonard. Shout out Jeffrey Leonard. He hit a home run. I was going to run to get a ball, and this dude knocked me off. Oh, and I was like, okay, my whole body was numb. But I've been I've been a Bay Area sports fan for all my life. That's what's yeah. that's what's Except up. for that James Worthy thing. James Worthy, and I go to every collectible show he's at. Yeah, that's me in the line. Say, remember me? So. Don't you touch my head. <laughs> All right. If you could reboot any role in any movie that oh. you would play, what would that be? Man, Hitch. Hitch. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. okay. I mean, okay. don't take this the wrong way, ladies. But I just felt like I could reboot and do and do the Will Smith thing, like because 
I feel like I have a good grasp on the uh, the other, you know, the female aspect. Mm, right. And I just think in, in just day and time, the adjustments are there. I mean, you know, you don't got to be a social media dude, but if you do the right things and say the right things, right. Mm-hmm. like right. Hitch was doing, right. come on, man. But you're going to get caught up and find that one and get caught yeah, up. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, Hitch would be one. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's the first time we ever got <laughs> I Hitch. Know. I know. Never got Hitch. I love it. Okay. Uh, do you have any pet peeves? Uh, fake people. It goes back to what I was talking oh, about. Um, only because I, I, I could be, everyone could be fake when they want to be fake. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a time and a place to be genuine. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of times where people are fake when it's supposed to be genuine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if we had more people being genuine when it's time to be, I think we, this world would be a better place. True. But yeah. in this instant gratification in the social media world that we live in now, they have to be like that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it takes from TikTok to Instagram to all these places to kind of say, oh, you know, make these nice little content videos. Where it's like, nah, a lot of these what that I see is like you were fake, you know yeah. what I mean? So it, that's my pet peeve, and that's just because that and lying. I just don't like people to lie about it. True. If you can't do yeah. it, don't do it. Yeah, facts. Don't sit there and be like, oh, you know, I gotta go do this. Like, just tell me you can't do it. I would respect you more yeah. if you just told me the truth. Of course. You know, and then there's yeah. a time and a place for that too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I always say is like, if you can't do it, just say you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. If you can't be there, just say you can't be there. Right. Then we can move along. Yeah, if you send this, oh, you know what? Give, give me a call and then I'll let you know. Like you asked me to be on the podcast, I could have easily said, oh, you know, give me a call. We'll see what happens. Yeah, as soon as you gave sure. me a day, like, I could do this day. Yeah. If I'm in town, I'm gonna do it, bro. Yeah. So that's why I say, you know, if I'm here, we're gonna do it. I love so, yeah. that. And for our last two, uh, do you have a favorite quote you live by? Oh man, live life to the fullest because life is short. Right. And, I, and, I, and, I, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, you see I, I do a morning message every every morning. A minute, man. And I don't do the morning message for anybody else but myself. Yeah, That's how cool. I start my day. I always look for a quote. And I said, you know what? If that helped me out, why wouldn't it help my mm, following yeah. out? And I have a platform. So now that I have people checking for what I'm posting, every morning you'll find a morning message. When I don't post a morning message, that doesn't mean it means I'm hungover. I always just <laughs> overslept. But I always try to get my morning message in, in, a, in a time frame. Because yeah. I think if you strategically know how to post posts, like peak time is 1.30, you know, mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. and on. Right. If you post in the morning, people are getting ready for work. Everyone's on their phone. It's, yeah. it's, an, addicting, it's, a, it's an addiction that everyone would go through. But right. yeah. if you start with that morning message, like everything could be like, I, I've had people come up to me in New Zealand and Australia, like, man, I follow your morning message. Yeah, and it's day, crazy. Man, and it's something that, that I just put up for myself. It, it's crazy how it kind of touches people all across the world. Right. And they can is. sit there and that one little instance of looking at a morning message, mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody just dropping it like it's hot. Yeah. I'm going to want to get that, that morning message because yeah. I think if you start off your day positive, your whole day is going to be better. True. Cool. You know, it's not always the case because stuff happens on there. But if you have that morning message and you get that morning motivation, do it for yourself and then say, let me share that with my followers. So, yes, yeah. sir. I yes, love sir. it. I love yeah. it. And for our last one, if you could give your younger self any advice, what would that be? Take your time, man. I rushed into mm. a lot of stuff. I had my oldest son when I was uh, graduating high school. Oh, man. And um, my oldest son now is about to have twins, so I'm about to be a grandfather. Dang. So, yeah. 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 so um, take your time, man. I mean, it, there's, we're such in a rush. Right. And I think I w- if I was able to sit there and kind of take my time and, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things that I'm doing now, but I feel like I'm rushing it yeah. because right. I feel like, oh, I'm not, I don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. You know, time is you can't get back. And I think time is of the essence. And I'm not saying... Take your time and waste time. Yeah. Take your time and enjoy life because everybody has an ex- expiration date. Yes, yeah. sir. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Yes, Whether sir. you know it or not, all of us are going to pass at yeah. one point yeah. in time. Yeah. Your loved ones are going to pass at one point yeah. in time. What did you do 
in that time you were here right. that made a difference. You know what yeah. I mean? And it goes back to me saying that I want to make my mom and dad proud. They're still here, fortunately. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, they, they may not be, you know. Yeah, of course. And I have to remember that, okay, I got to go visit my mom. I have to, I talk to my mom every day. My, and, 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 you know, my dad not as much, but when I do talk to him, he's always, oh, I love you, son. And those interactions are, they might not always be there. Right. right. So right. if you do have a parent here, if you do, you know, have your loved ones here, talk to them. Reach out. If you're bored and you're not doing nothing at home, call your favorite uncle. You're like, yeah. I'm, I'm headed out to the Bay Area tomorrow because my favorite uncle's turning 70 years old. Man. But I'm so, I have Love. such a busy, busy schedule. I told my brothers, hey, because a lot of people from my parents' um, era, they're passing away. Right. Yeah. During mm -hmm. the COVID times, all my mom and dad's friends <sighs> were passing. It's it's tough. Tough. So my favorite yeah. uncle's turning 70 tomorrow, and he's in, uh, in Sacramento. And I'm saying, you know what? Let me kind of put everything to the side. I told my brother, hey, let's go check out uncle's you know, 70th birthday. So I'm going to be there tomorrow to because he's going to remember that. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. you know, people that come there, even kids get football games. If you can't be there, try to be at any function because yeah. those people are going to remember who was there. Right. Whether Absolutely. it be your marriage, whether it be your birthday party, whatever you know, big life you know, event it is, they're going to know who was there and who wasn't there. For sure. And I want somebody to be at my funeral and be like, hey, Cisco is at all our stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I hate talking about death, but I always mess around with my kids and mess with my, and I always tell them what I, how I want my funeral to be. Yeah. I say, you know, bury me ass up because I want everybody to kiss my ass. You know what I mean? So, but, I, and, and I joke around that because I want my kids to kind of say, dad always talked about this because when that day finally comes, they're going to sit there and laugh and be like, man, remember dad said do this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we do this? Because I was like, hey, all the baby mamas get one minute tops on the mic. And they were like, wait, dad, what? <laughs> you know, and I joke around with my kids and I have this open relationship with my kids to That's say, it, you, I didn't have these yeah. conversations I had right, with my yeah. mom and dad. Right. I couldn't joke around. It was taboo to joke around with my dad. Yeah. You know, respect, you know what I mean? So we were all, you know, was always sitting upright and everything with my kids. I'm like their friend. Yeah. Thin line though. Of right. course. There's a thin line. Because there's a time to be a friend, there's a time to be a parent. Of course. Yeah. But there's that time to be like, okay, you see this look on my face. That means all right, no more joke time's over. Of yeah. course. And I learned that from my dad, but I think I think growing with my kids and having them able to tell me anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, my son telling me that he you know, my son's married and he's about to have twins, but for him to tell me. I was petrified yeah. when I when I had my first son. I didn't know what to tell my mom and dad. At that time, we weren't supposed to be yeah. pregnant. You yeah, know what I mean? Straight up. I'm just so that's why I try to make it for my kids where, yeah, I'm the cool dad, but still pop go through dark times. Yeah. yeah. Moving to Vegas yeah. by myself. You know, all yeah. my all my kids are where they're at, but still right. you're in Vegas alone. Right. But when you kind of have, you know, who lives out here? Okay, Franny and them. It's cool, but when you're in that apartment and it's two in the morning, you're like, what's going on over here? Right. Right. But I've learned, you know, my brother's moved to Summerlin, his son went to Michigan, like I was telling you guys, mm -hmm. take advantage of those, you know, yes, interactions. To, you know, hey, you want to come do the podcast? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because what would I be doing right now? I'd be working on, on a project at, at home, kind of working on my stuff. Right. It, work is work, but you kind of want to make time to kind of like sit there, True. come shoot the shit with you guys, kind of like yeah. share your experiences because right. somebody's going to watch this when I'm not here and be right. like, man, you know what? Cisco was a cool dude. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like that. Absolutely. I like man, that. they say uh, they say never meet your heroes, but man, I'm, I'm grateful I got to meet you. Man. Yeah. man, thank you so Big much for time. coming on the podcast, yeah, man. for being humble enough yeah. to, to accept our invite, man. And uh, we wish you nothing but luck. Love everything, man. We, Come on, man. The Bless more you eat, the more it pays the way for the rest of us to follow, man. And what That's you what just said, eating. it goes back to my brother Mike, who runs Sash Clothes. This jacket I have. Everybody eats. Yes, sir. It takes it from paid in full, the movie with from Dame Dash. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Everybody eats, B. Yes, sir. And that's because if your friends are there, if your friends are friends and family, stop trying to say, okay, let's eat over here. Let's not let them. And there's enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. right. When I moved to Vegas, all these promoters, like, hey, what you doing in Vegas? 
you know, because they were afraid that I was going to do something. Like, bro, there's enough, there's enough for everybody. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. So whether it's a podcast, whether it's whatever you're doing in life, there's enough for everybody. Of Stop being so damn stingy with it. Because, yeah. oh, so how come you did their podcast and do my podcast? I'll do it. Let me, let me do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But always kind of sit there because I want to share the game and my experiences. Right. I've lived the life of many men. And I can sit there, if I pass tomorrow, I can say, man, you know what? I lived my life. Yeah. But I don't want to be the person that does pass away and I'm having like, damn, I should have did this. Yeah. And look down and be like, man, I wish I would have did that. Right. So live life to the fullest. Yes, Any opportunity you can do to make yourself happy, do it because we don't got this much time. Everyone thinks time, time, time. Oh, I'm yep. young, I'm young. No, you could be 23 and pass <sighs> tomorrow. And you could sure be 103 is. and sit there and be like, oh, how come I haven't passed shit? Yeah, yeah. So 100%. it's a give and take. So I, I respect what you guys are doing because everyone has stories. Course. And we're all telling our stories, and we're all just kind of just being a part of the, the culture right of now. Of course, man. You know, and, and nothing to take away from our Polynesian culture. I may not have been raised the Fasa Amoa way, right. but I'm always going to have respect for my Samoan people. I'm always going to yeah, have respect for, up. you know, there's a time in the Bay Area when Samoan the Tongans didn't get along. Yeah, yeah. But now, Toko Oso movement comes yes, in. It's like, oh, you know, yes, and I can sir. say this to this day, you know, there was times where I did a, a fashion show. They said, oh, wear this Tongan jersey. I wasn't going to wear it because my pride <laughs> wouldn't right, let me. Right, but yeah. now that I think about it, oh, yeah, I, I could wear it now. Yeah. But because the way we were raised, we're so prideful. When I grew mm -hmm. up, it wasn't always cool with everybody. Right. But now it's like, man, whether you're Tongan, Samoan, Fijian, Hawaiian, whatever, you, any walk alive you have, do it for the culture, yes, but sir. do it the right way. I'm not saying yes, I'm sir. faking the culture because I know all the Samoan culture. I know all the Tongan culture. Right. Right. Now, I know what I know, and I know what my family raised me on. Right. And sure. it was morals and respect, and that's something that we could take from our Polynesian culture. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Talanoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, thank you so much for being yes. a guest, man. I can't wait. Guys. Once we... Uh, get some of our, our niggas guests on, I would love to have you back on. Come on, man. man. I'm just a so, phone call away, too. Whatever you guys need, I'm always here, man. Damn, you Hell yeah. man. Well, appreciate y'all listening. Please like, subscribe. Come check out Big Body, man. He got so much in the works. Uh, yeah, you want to let the people at home know where they can find you at? Yeah, Big Body Cisco on all social media. Um, it's B-I-G-B-O-D-Y-C-I-S-C-O. People ask me where I got that from. My cousin was a rapper. His name was Boss Breaker. He was like, you need to have a BB too. I was like, BB what? He was like, Big Body. I was like, all right, let's do Big Body. So uh, you can find me on all social medias there. Western Conference on YouTube. And we're on all podcast platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts and all yes, that, sir. man. So it, it's there. It's just a matter of you guys going to go check it out. Yes, sir. We can, we can lead you guys to the water, but we can't make you drink it. That part. So. <laughs> and don't just watch the Polynesian episodes either, yeah. man. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Watch, all of, them. watch yeah. all of them. Because even the entrepreneurs, you'll catch some little gems from those that, go. yeah. that's going to be worth watching. Yes, so. sir. Yeah, man. All right, brother. We appreciate you. We out. Yes. Peace. Peace. <laughs>